Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mr. Gunn, I have a question for you. Oh, yeah, baby. Right out of the shoot, I have a question because I'm not – I'm blanking on this. I need help, okay? I yeah. need you to help me. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. Is there a team that only has one loss in the NFL? Is there just one left, and who would that be? Yes, there is one team left, and that team resides in the city of Brotherly Love, baby. Seven and one. How you like me now? What's up, everybody? Happy Monday, one and all. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Derek Gunn, the man with all the answers. I'm Rob Ellis, the man with all the questions. We're hanging out with you on this beautiful Monday. What is up, everybody? I'll work my way up from last to as high up as I can go. Swing Bowl, Tina, Daz, Mood Swing Bella, Josh, JM, Bry Guy, Nathan, Steve, Carlos, Real MVP, Nafiz. What is up? What is up if I missed you? Keep them rolling. Keep them rolling. We'll we'll hit you up. But we appreciate each and every one of you guys. Dominique, yes, seven and one. That is correct, Dominique, with the with the birds emoji right there. James, Kevin, how y'all doing? Uh, unbelievable weekend, man. Unbelievable weekend, man. Bar, what's up? Uh, yeah, Derek, that was uh, that was. First off, how was your weekend? Well, we'll begin there, and then we'll dive into the birds. How was what, your weekend? First, first of all, Saturday, as I told you, Friday we were doing this big harvest party called you know Family Fest. Yes. Um, incredible turnout. The the uh, um, the hay bale pit where we had pinatas over. We had four different pinata sessions at 2, 30, 3, 30, 4, 35, 30. We had four of them. And kids went crazy diving in the hay. Once the pinata, everybody, every kid get a chance to hit a pinata. And they dove in. And when, it, when they burst, you should see them like diving for a fumble, man. And then the last one at 5, 30, we had extra candy. So we took the extra candy. And threw it in as well. Oh my good. It was like a feeding. <laughs> it was like it was like piranhas on raw meat, man. It was uh-huh. so funny. And the parents are just standing there taking it up. Great turnout, better than we expected. 80 degree weather. Yes. Um, great group of people. Uh friends that go to our church, friends who go we have all came from different places, helped us out. 
what an incredible day. So, and Good. when was the last time it was 80 degrees on the last Saturday of October? I honestly can't remember, Derek. I mean, it was it was perfection Saturday. It, oh could, it could not have been better. Honest to God. And yesterday was a little sort of rainy and overcast and, and misting a little bit. Nothing major. It was still warm. But Saturday, yeah. you, you couldn't draw it up any better. It was awesome. It really was, man. The, 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 only way, the only way it could have been better is if I was fishing. But don't tell my wife I said that. There you go. Understood. Understood. Uh, I see everybody else. Eric, JM, Scott, Josh. Uh, sports on 88. What is up, Mr. Taz? I hope you guys are doing well. Appreciate you hanging out. Yeah. So the Eagles win 38, 31. Certainly. Stop right there. Stop right there. Yes. I want to set the tone for this show today and I want to see where the responses are. Now we know how people in social, social media love to twist and turn what, what we say. Not when I say we, but people on social media, yeah. I want everybody to listen carefully. Okay. After eight weeks, here's my observation. There is no dominant team in the NFL. There is no dominant team in the NFL, but the Eagles have done the best job of navigating adversities. Would you agree or disagree? I sir? would agree with that. Yeah, the, the you're right. I mean, here here's the thing. I think what happens is when you follow a team, you hold them to a different standard than you do other teams around the league because you're, you're naturally, you're inclined to want them to win. You want them to do everything the right way. You want them to win. You know, you look ahead to what this could be down the line. And so it's, it's natural human nature to do that. Uh, So I totally understand it. So this is not a knock, but if you're, if you're able to step out of the, the team that you follow, in this case, the Eagles and look at what's happening elsewhere. I mean, you know, here and Marcus, let me just, let me just touch on, I'm sorry. It moves so fast. I try to click on something. Something else comes up. Seven and one, but I'm concerned about terms. Yeah, and Marcus, there's nothing wrong with having concerns. The the turnovers are concerning, yes. totally legit. However, the Niners have lost three straight. Yep. Okay. The Chiefs lost to the Broncos yesterday. Yep. If there's ever a, two greater examples of this being a week to week league, a yes. league where it's hard to maintain every yes. single game yes. that you play, I don't know any better example. The Eagles win, and it might not always be pretty, and in some cases it might be ugly and flawed and all that kind of stuff, but Nick Sirianni has this group ready virtually week in and week out. And, yes, they no had the question. one you know, toe stub to the Jets, but still, 7-1 and one is, is darn hard to get to. Oh, yeah, that just goes to show you how difficult it is, and especially because you are one of the two teams that got to the Super Bowl. You are everybody's Super Bowl week in and week out. Everybody is giving you your best shot, and seven times out of eight, you have found a way to overcome that. But you mentioned the turnovers. I have a bigger concern than the turnovers. That pass defense, even with Bayard, I don't think it's going to be much better, Yep, to be honest. Now, Bayard is an all-pro, pro bowler. And he'll just get better as he gets used to the he'll system. He'll get better. Yep. But I just think the pass defense concept is not going to be better. I just don't. I mean, it's nothing. But – you don't have to be perfect to win. Yeah. You just have to win. Yeah, you're not going to do everything great. And I think, right. you know, it's weird. That's the other reason why it's a week-to-week league. The The week before, they hold Miami, the best offense in football, to season lows across the board. And then last week, yeah. or yesterday, excuse me, they can't stop Sam Howell. Again, it, it's it's hard to – that's why it's hard to make money if you're a better. But it, it's hard to really – you know, get a handle on things the the way things look. But I I'm, I agree with you, Derek. I, I think that it's going to have to be one of these deals where your offense carries you in a lot of cases um, because they're they're just going to against the better teams. They're going to give points up in the air. 
They just are. You have a lot of young guys. Like I, I, yesterday, Eli Ricks gets burned on a play, and then he turns around and makes a great play. Yeah, but that's what you yes. get with young guys. That's just the way it goes. It's what, just it's it's part of the maturation. Yeah. Um. Of of growing in the National Football League. Luckily enough, they have enough veteran presence around them to disguise some of the deficiencies. Yes. There's no. There's, that's just the way it is, mm-hmm. and. We knew it was going to be a growing process. We knew the numbers were not going to be anywhere near what they were a season ago for two reasons. Number one, a change in personnel. Number two, the schedule is much more difficult to navigate through this year than it was last year. That is just the life in the NFL. What you got had easy one year becomes a mountain to climb the next year. It's yes. that's part of the game. Well said. Yeah, well said. That's exactly exactly the case. There's no doubt about that. So, all right, just, just to kind of – and we do our usual deep dive into the offense, defense, and all that kind of thing. But let, let's hit a couple of the, couple of the footnotes here of, of what's going on here. So, one thing I, – I, I will say this. Even though they lost that weird game last year to Washington, which was their first loss of the season, they're 11-3 and three somehow, some way, uh, since 2017 against Washington. They won five of their last six. So, however they did it this year, and they, they gave up 31 points in both games, but they've swept them out. So, they, they, they've disposed of them. They've been very good against them. They're 4-1 and one this year in one-possession games. So, they're winning close games. Yep. They also win on the road consistently under Nick Sirianni. They're 17-5 and five in away games under Sirianni uh, the last uh, couple of years. So, th- like, this is... This is a team that has a lot of great traits and a lot of great characteristics. And the greatest one being seven and one. Um, But the thing I'll say is, and clearly he's affected by that knee. Hertz was awesome throwing yesterday. He was just absolutely spectacular throwing. Yes, he was. Yes, he was, man. But you can tell that knee is bothering him. Yep. That knee is bothering him. But he's, hey, look, Jalen Hurts playing on one, one, one and a half legs. Is better than most QBs in the NFL playing on two legs, mm-hmm. you know. But he was money with his throws yesterday. Decision making, yes. The red zone offense is going to be trial and tribulation. I mean, two fumbles inside the five, can't have yeah. it. Killers, can't they're killer, it. and they're they're the kind of things, and we all know it against the good teams that will bite you. They'll bite you if you, if you end up making those kind of mistakes. The, the turnovers absolutely have to be cleaned up. There is without a no question. That yeah. has to be cleaned up for sure. Yes. Um, and AJ Brown is so nice to clean things up. It's 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 so so nice to sweep up all yeah. the uh, debris when you're sitting with the best record in the NFL. Well said, my friend. It's easier to it's like it's like looking for a job. It's easier to find one when you have one. It's easier to fix problems when yes. you're winning. Um, that's for sure. But uh, the other thing is, can we now start? mentioning every single time we talk about MVPs and I don't care that he doesn't play quarterback. Can we start talking about AJ Brown in any conversation? Because what yeah, he yeah. is doing is nothing short of remarkable. So he got nobody in the history of the NFL has had 120 plus receiving yards in six straight games. Let me repeat that. No one in the history of the NFL, not Jerry Rice, right. not every one of the goats that we talk about. This guy is doing something we've never seen before. And I never thought I'd say this. I thought T.O.'s 4 start before he had the, the injury the, was yeah, the greatest point. start that I've ever seen. Yep. This is right there. This is ridiculous what he's doing. Now, first of all, you got to have a quarterback to give him the ball. You got that. 
And when the ball's in your area code, you got to be able to pull it out of the sky. We got that. Um, what A.J. Brown is doing is phenomenal. Uh, he He's punking DBs left and right. And these are not these are not just easy run of the mill catches he's making, you know. These cat their catches he's making that borderline and exceed the spectacular. That's how good he's been yep. over the past six weeks and then some. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite obvious who's getting the ball come money time, which means and I just, we knew this could happen. Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith numbers will suffer because of AJ Brown's spectacular play. Right. But you know what? Every quarterback has a go-to guy. You look at all the great quarterbacks that have played the game. Montana had Rice. You know, Dan Marino had his crew. You know, Bradshaw had his guy. All the great ones have their guys. You know, Tua has Tyreek Hill. You know, who does who does Joe Burrow have? Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Okay. And Bur- Burrow's back, by the way. We'll get to him later. He, he's back in a big way. You know, so, so you know what? Sit back and enjoy this. Yes. Yeah, this is rare. What we're seeing is rare. This type of dominance at this level is rare. And he nothing short of spectacular. And and again, um, one of the all-time heists, Derek, that trade. No question about it. How he wore a mask. (laughs) It's one of the all-time heists that we have ever seen. And and see, you know, people are saying, you know, Darius Slay got hurt again. He's feeling his age. Um, Bradbury's playing like hot garbage. Okay. True, and that's why I said, let me reiterate again. The Eagles are finding ways to win, but I am concerned about that pass defense. And even with Bayard back there, I have major concerns about that pass defense. What I saw yesterday, we were salivating. What was your over-under on Friday in terms of Eagles QB sacks? Oh, I thought four four and a half, four and a half. Four and a half. We were salivating at the po- the prospects of them getting six yeah. or seven after the Giants dropped Sam Howell six times and hit him yep. hit him numerous times beyond that. Um, whatever line adjustments Washington made, they did as good a job as, as a porous offensive line can do of stonewalling that Eagles pass rush. Now, Sam Howell was getting the ball out of his hands quickly for the most part, but there were a n- number of times when he stood back there that extra second and looked went across his progressions and found a third receiver and made some strikes. Sam, Sam, how looked like he looked like Dan Marino back there for a while. He, he, he said the zinging. two best games of his career against, against the Eagles, Eagles this year. He was zinging it. Hands oh my down. goodness. Yep. And the Eagles DBs could do nothing for the most part with McLaurin and Dodson. It was, yeah. it was unbelievable. No, I mean, but, look, some of this, they need game. good luck. You do. You need you need good fortune. Like McLaren dropped two balls yesterday. Two balls that he absolutely almost always catches. No, he dropped three. He dropped three. three. But yeah. two, two critical ones later. And I, I don't know what the heck the, the, the staff of Washington's doing. Like oh, Ron good. Rivera was asked about that one that they didn't review, the Devontae yeah. Smith, that they oh, clearly should And And so here, this sounds, it's not a good look for anybody. So he says, I'm looking up at our scoreboard to see if I could get a good angle of it. And none of my guys said to review it. That's an indictment of everybody. Everybody across the board there with them. You have people sitting in the booth with monitors in front of them. That's their job, by the way, on game day. Yes. How do you not, how do you not throw the flag on that? There are, how many times do we see plays both in the, in college and pros that a coach will throw a flag in a lot of cases before he gets the word from his people looking at the monitors. Yeah. 
it's a 50-50 chance they're going to win or lose. But and you at do that point in the game, you need it. You need to take a chance. You slow down the momentum of a team. You, you just do it. And the fact that he didn't do that, you know what? I'll tell you something. Rivera might not make it through the end of the season. He might not. He might not because there's too many. That was a game. That was a potential game-changing moment when he did not throw the red flag on that. I agree with you. And it just – to me, and, and if the excuse is – Hey, I'm looking up at our our scoreboard. First of all, you're not getting the same looks that you that your your booth guys should be getting. Number one, right, right. And, and anyway, that's their problem. But I agree with you. He may not make it. So you you need a couple of breaks along the way. But you also make your breaks. So yes, the pass rush wasn't getting home all game. But when you need it the most, Hassan Reddick gets there. Let me give you a, a stat from Tone. Our producer gave us gave this to us a little bit earlier. Yeah. Hassan Reddick now has the most quarterback sacks in the fourth quarter of yes. anybody in football over the last two seasons. That's Nick yeah. Bosa. That's every other guy who gets after the quarterback at a high rate. He's got 11 and a half in the fourth quarter in the last two years. So as much as we always look at offensive guys, as, oh, this guy's clutch. He comes up big in the biggest of moments. That's Hassan Reddick. That sack on fourth down is a huge play. That was huge. Play. Momentum, momentum shifting play. Because I'm still, even at that point in the game, I'm nervous about this Eagles pass coverage. They, I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, but soon as that ball snapped, when you see Hassan Reddick make that initial move and dip to the outside, he set that tackle up perfectly oh, and then huge. just burst. Yep. You know, that's vintage Hassan Reddick right there. They only had one sack, but it was the most timely sack of the game because honestly, I as crazy as it sounds, especially the way Washington played against the Giants, I didn't think they could stop Washington yesterday. That, right. I didn't think he could stop him. Right. I agree. Washington I agree. was hitting him on the perimeter with the run game. It's it's become quite obvious, and you've heard me say this a number of times over the past couple of weeks. Any team trying to run the football against the Eagles, you cannot run against them between the tackles. Right. But you can hurt them on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And when Washington started running the ball on the perimeter, that's when he started doing the damage just to make make the Eagles play honest. modest. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree. Yeah, and, and losing losing George, uh, uh, Jalen Carter hurt. Yeah. Uh, make no mistake, that hurt them uh, yesterday. He went out with the back injury. But there was – so there was the Reddick play, which was huge. You know, and and man, props to to Blankenship. He, he, you know, he makes some mistakes. He does have a nose for the ball. And, he, you know, he seems to be around either getting interceptions or breaking yeah. balls up a lot. He got the, the, the pick off the deflection which was enormous, and props to the Eagles because they capitalized on both of those plays with touchdowns. They scored on both of them. Um, so, you know, when you, you had to have it, you got it. You know, it wasn't pretty. They gave up over 400 yards of total offense. But you, to watch absolutely, Yeah, yes. When you absolutely had to have two defensive plays, they made them yesterday, and, and they turned out to be critical plays. So it was, it was just one of those games, man. And, and, you know, the other fun part is, Derek, we're in Cowboy Week now, man. Yeah, we'll get, into, we'll get into what Dallas did, you know, yesterday and all that, and they won. Um, but there's nothing like this week. Like, I get it. Today is is about what happened yesterday and blah, blah, blah. And we'll have time to really dig into the Cowboys as the, as the week goes on. But it is – there's a different feeling in the air when it's a Cowboy Week. That's for sure. Yeah, yes. People, thank goodness. You know what? As much as we love 1 o'clock games – Thank goodness it's a 425 and not the 830 game. Oh. Because between now and Sunday, people are going to lose their minds. They're going to lose their minds. 
And it's understandable because if they get past Dallas, they go to the break eight and one. Yes. And Dallas will be two games behind them instead of one. It's going, but I tell you what, I'm tell you right now, Dan Quinn is coming after Jalen. They still oh, have the no fast, they still have the fastest defensive front off the snap. They're coming after, they are coming after Jalen. And especially now that the word is out, he's limping. They're coming after him. But I tell you what, I'm glad this game is in our backyard and not theirs. Oh, amen. Amen. And, and, and here's the other part that's unique about this. It seems like Dak and Jalen never face off. There's always something. Like one of yes. them's hurt. Like last year, yeah. uh, Dak was hurt when Jalen played. Jalen was hurt when Dak played. Yep. So it's like, can we now we can finally get a good gauge of this thing with, with these guys, with both of your big boys in there at, at you know at the quarterback spot. It, it's it, that's the other part I'm really excited about with this. By by Friday, this this town's going to be epic. It's, there's going to be volcanic eruptions by Friday with emotions, <laughs> and, and rightfully so because yeah. this is huge. I this agree. is a huge matchup come this Sunday. Yes. Huge. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, sports on eighty eight for trade deadline Robinson from Redskins. I, I the, first off, if you're the Commanders, I'm not trading Brian Robinson. Heck no, no. You know you you need to keep your foundational pieces. Um, is it fair to question, do you need a running back at the trade deadline? Yes. 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 It's totally fair. I, I, they, Derek, they have a, I think they have a blind spot is, is the best way I can put this when it comes to Kenny Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell to me is a guy. He's a guy. He's okay. He's not terrible. He's a good depth back. But when you have somebody like Swift, who isn't accustomed to a, a, a massive workload, over the course of a season, I think you're starting to see it maybe wear him down a little bit. You need a complimentary back in there who's going to give you more production than Gainwell's given you. Now, maybe that's Boston Scott, but or maybe it's somebody from the outside because they they seem to not like Penny. <laughs> Penny's inactive every week. Here, here's uh, here's what I said on our post game show yesterday, and you know Jacob Sports put it out there on Twitter slash X, and it picked up a lot of steam. And here's basically what I said: It's time for the Eagles to admit. Gainwell's not the answer. It's time to elevate Boston Scott. I think yeah. Boston Scott deserves more touches in the running game, the passing game, and I think he's the best blocking back they have. He's a small back who's hard to find behind those big linemen. So by the time defenders identify where he is, he's already two or three yards past the line of scrimmage. You do not bring him down arm tackling him. He is a he is a bowling ball wrecking crew. It, it, the Eagles sometimes are a little bit too loyal to their draft picks, i.e. Jalen Rager. Mm -hmm. And go back to Jaquan Jarrett. You can go back to a number of them. Um, Boston Scott deserves his chance. He's a proven commodity. Okay? He doesn't fumble the ball. Yeah. He can, you hit him on a swing pass. He, got, he has a second gear. Mm -hmm. He can pick up the blitz coming. You know, he can do all the little things you need him to do. Um I understand DeAndre Swift is your primary back, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Boston Scott should be your number two. No if and but. If you're not going to get a running back in free agency before that trade deadline tomorrow, then you need to elevate Boston Scott and drop Gainwell to number three. Mm -hmm. It's that simple, just in terms of productivity and potential productivity. Agreed. Agreed. And I think – Look, knowing the way that they operate, knowing the way that the Eagles look at things from a very critical way, they don't kid themselves with some of the shortcomings. 
you could see you could see a couple different things. I mean, and it's Tuesday, by the way, tomorrow is the trade deadline. But you could see them address another, you know, another spot in the secondary. That wouldn't surprise yep. me. Yeah. Even though they've only got they, even though they got fired last week. They need or, offensive line depth. Offensive line depth is certainly a thing, and I think running back's a thing. So they, it really could go any way. Um, I, I would be surprised if they sit on their hands. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to make a trade. Like you have a guy, for example, Leonard, Leonard Fournette is a free agent right now who's just out there. Yep. I'm not telling you he's great. I'm not telling you he's, he's he's in his prime or anything like that, but can he come here and help you and give you maybe a little bit more than you're getting from the number two spot at, yep. at running back? Yes. So that's something to look at, and it doesn't cost you anything. You're going to get him on the league minimum without giving anything up. I think that's a possibility, but anything's in play, you know, with the Eagles. And they, especially just to reiterate, they have a lot of draft picks next year. So they have yeah, some resources. Right now they have 10, I believe it yeah. is. And yeah. that's not even including the compensatory picks they're going to get for the uh, all the defections from this past offseason. So that definitely could happen, you know, for sure. On either side of the ball, they they could end up making a move. And I, I think it's uh, – I think it will happen, in fact. And, and Nathan brings up a good point. They could use a slot corner. They don't have a slot corner, to be honest. Agreed. But Well, yesterday, Cindy Brown played slot corner. Yes. They they started Bayard and Blankenship, um, and they, they threw Sydney in at the slot corner. Now – I thought Sydney, man, he's a heat-seeking missile. That dude, yes, he, is. he is everywhere. I hope he holds up. But he's fun to watch. He's got a real old-school flavor to him yes. where he is not afraid to light a guy up. It's awesome. Um, Bob Sanders, Brian Dawkins, in terms of just putting a body on the line, Sydney Brown is that dude. I just hope he doesn't knock himself out. That's know, the biggest honest. thing. Kenny, he's a smaller – he's built, but he's smaller. Kenny, hold up. Yeah, Dak, you're right. I mean, if Roby's healthy, you can plug him in there. Nathan says the same thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we But we only got a really small sample size before he got hurt. So it, it's tough to say, you know, kind of where things are right now. I'd be fine with that if they feel like he's good to go. Um, but, yeah, there's no doubt. They got to get better in that area um, in, in pass defense for sure. All right, let's get a timeout, Gunner. Let, let's really dive into this offense. And, and what we're seeing now with Hurts in the passing game and it's it's kind of remarkable because one part of his game has been sort of taken away by that knee injury and also by just sort of the direction that they're going, yet he seems to be able to overcome it so far. Uh, but we'll talk yes. about that. They got Julio Jones involved. We saw a, a fake tush push, which, <laughs> which was we wild. It was unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that and, and more on A.J. Brown and the trade deadline and the lack of rushing, uh, you know, and the lack of a running attack. So that's a little bit concerning for sure. So a lot to dive into. We'll do the defense after that. We'll go around the NFL. We'll look at the teams in the NFC East. What they a, lot did. Of big, a lot of big injuries. Massive, massive injuries. Injury. Derek, there were five quarterbacks in the one o'clock window that went down yes. at one point. Yes. I mean. Yes. Oh, a lot, a lot a of lot. big time injuries. Oh, by the way, I'm getting ready for Christmas early. I brought out my Christmas, one of my mini Christmas mugs. I like it. I like that. Yeah, that's good. I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready to get into it. As soon as we get past Halloween, I can I can dig that. I know some people are like, not till after Thanksgiving. I, no. I don't mind the the early uh the early Christmas. I'm good. See, see stores like Walmart, uh Lowe's, Home Depot have changed my perspective on when it's the they're problem. already, it's already out. Dude, it's been out. They've had Christmas decorations out since early October. <laughs> I mean, you go to Home Depot and Lowe's and Walmart, whole section is already dedicated to Christmas. It bypasses Thanksgiving. It's all Christmas it's stuff. Amazing. I'm be seeing the commercials on T on during the games. Oh it's, my it's crazy. 
It's crazy. All right, quick time out. Come back. Offense. We dive into the offense. Eagles seven and one, seven and one start to this 2023 season. He's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. Hit the like button if you could, friends. Appreciate that. Let me tell you about Bravo Pizza of Habertown. I'm thrilled that they are a part of, of the channel. They're a part of our show. I'm in there each and every week. I was in there Friday again talking to the guys. They're all they were all bummed about the Phillies. They're all excited about the Eagles. So they're 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 sports fans just like you and me. Uh they've been family owned since 1985. Alex and the crew in there. Uh, awesome, awesome people and incredible food. Uh, 20 different styles of pizza daily. Slices to go if you just want to kind of in and out, boom. Uh, they have all different styles. They have the specialized pizza. Any way you want it, they will make it. But if you're not up for pizza, fine. Fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charities, for schools, for little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You can follow them at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. That's 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Here's a little bit more from Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit, and the hits. Go for the stakes, and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. 
And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S 7 and 1 Eagles. Welcome back in, everybody. Rob Ellis, there, Judd, hanging out with you. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, Gunner, so a couple things. Eagles put up a 38 spot yesterday. Um, Jalen Hurts goes 29 of 38, 319 yards, four touchdowns, did not have an interception. You know, they he got the fumble on that tush-push that didn't work or whatever. I don't know how much I can – beat him up on it but it is another turnover that goes on his ledger and he's got 11 for the season um you know i i was it was good that he didn't throw an interception yesterday he's that's something he's got to get better at but a 135.7 passer rating uh and he was completing passes at a 76 percent clip yesterday i I just thought i know it helps when you have aj brown and Devontae smith reemerged yesterday and we'll talk about him and all that but he was really on point yesterday i thought with his throws uh, made made the big throws when he had to. I thought the offensive line did a great job giving him time to throw. Even when Washington would blitz, he still had time to survey the situation and get downfield. He wasn't he wasn't under constant pressure. Um, and when he when he had time to step into his throws, man, he was delivering money, straight money. I thought he did a great job of distributing the ball for as well as AJ. Correction for as phenomenal as AJ was in that game. Um, he hit eight different receivers on passes. Yeah. You know? So he spread the wealth when he had to. He took advantage of where the opportunities were. Um, you can't ask him to do any more than that. And again, you know, all the little, all the little things that he said about we'll see. And what did he say after yesterday's game? I'm, I'm here. I'm still here. Uh, hey, I'm here. It has okay. a day. I'm here. So you know he's not telling you, but he's letting you know indirectly that. Hey, look, I'm navigating through this thing. I don't know when it's going to be 100% better. I don't know if it's going to be 100% better. But I'm still out there navigating this thing. And, hey, he's putting up the numbers. He's putting up the numbers. It's all you I can mean, ask. All right. So, uh, John Ganute, who does a really good job with stats for the Eagles. Uh, you yeah. know John. I know John. Yeah. He's the well, senior yeah. manager of football communications. John, excellent work. Uh, and puts up puts out really interesting stats, in, in my estimation. So, if you look at the, the way the year's gone thus far, Total yards in the NFL. Jalen Hurts is third. He's behind only Mahomes and Tua. Yep. Uh, he's got 2,420 yards. By comparison, Mahomes has 2,492. Tua's got 2,442. I mean, he's he's right there nipping at both of their heels, okay? Total touchdowns. He's second, only behind Josh Allen. Josh Allen has 22. Jalen has 19. Tua has 18. And I know what we look at this year like, He's taken kind of, in some people's eyes, taken a step backwards. He's not quite at the level that he was. And the turnovers certainly play a part. And his his inability slash choice not to run, he's not quite as effective with his, with his running. But it, he's still producing in a massive way. 
And, and I think that's the thing that maybe some are overlooking here is the production you're getting out of this guy. Take what you can get when you can get it. Considering, and here's another thing, Rob. Considering how starting quarterbacks fell by the wayside yesterday, this man's still upright and breathing. Yep. That's all you can ask. You know, can you imagine what could happen if we have to uh, hear the words now entering the game, Marcus Mariota? No, no, no. Can you no thank you. This yep. man, this man is, is playing through pain, discomfort, uh, with a leg brace on. Um, and he's still getting the job done. That's all we can ask. Hold your breath every time he steps back to pass or takes off running. Uh, because if you notice, there were a couple of times when he ran towards the sideline. Yep. You know, when you see people run towards the sideline, they'll put the brakes on so they don't run into somebody in the sidelines, into a bench, water cooler. With Jalen, you saw him slow down and come to a stop. Mm -hmm. That tells you that that thing is bothering him. Yeah. You know, even with that brace on, there's discomfort in there. And I don't care how well the Eagles hide this thing. I don't care if they keep trying to hide it every week. It's obvious that he is he is struggling physically yep. as well as, as battling the opposition, and he's winning in both cases. Yeah, he's look, he's tough. He's never going to make excuses. That's why – look, I appreciate he's not lying to you. Like, he's, he's kind of not answering it, but it, it – he would have told you, I feel fine if he was, and he doesn't feel fine, but he's, he's doing what he has to do to get through it. And you know, look, the hope is you can get him through the Cowboys game without it getting worse or whatever, or further aggravating it. And you get a bye week to let the knee sort of heal up. And the hope is it gets better as time goes on. Like an example might be Joe Burrow. I know it was a calf, not a knee, but he played through it. Yeah. Looks like it's, you know, he's kind of, he's on the right side of it now. Coming out of it now, yep. Look like himself again. Hopefully that's the case with Jalen that he can do this. But, I mean, all the more credit to him that he's able to, he's got to kind of change his game. You know, we know how effective he can be with his legs. That That yep. is really an option right now. And he's still passing the ball really, really well. As, as long as that offensive line plays the way they played yesterday, he'll be all right. That The, the fact that he can do that, um, if they do that, that means he doesn't have to run and scramble as much. They, he's got he's he's got to be in a pocket presence now, you know. And he's so far so good. Yeah, you know he's had a few mistakes from the pocket. Okay, every quarterback does. There's not a quarterback that doesn't. Mm -hmm. The best of the best has that. But because of limitations, he's going to have to function now in that pocket more so than floating. You know, um, and we've seen this for the past four or five weeks. And the further we go along, the the, the more the, the easier it's becoming to hone in, right? Just how 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 much the limitations are affecting him, in terms of his overall ability to escape, to scramble, to float outside. But I'm telling you what, if that offensive line remains the rock at Gibraltar the way it was, he's going to be just fine with AJ on one side, Devontae, Dallas Goddard, Swift. So, hey, the one th the only thing I wish the Eagles would get rid of in their their passing article our arsenal. Is a doggone hitch pass that bubble Ugh. pass. They are they are terrible at the at the hitch pass, bubble pass. I mean, stop, stop. Mike you Quick, you got it. I, I'm sure you didn't hear the radio call, but on the radio yeah. yesterday, Mike Quick even said, "You know, they insist on keep running, uh, keep on running that thing, and it it never really works. I don't quite get it." Now, Mike's never going to take them apart, obviously, on, on the broadcast. But you know, no. when he's no. saying something like that. He don't yeah. want to see that anymore. Like move no. on. You get plenty of other things that you can do. Get get rid of that. I agree with you. Get rid of that. Um, so there's the Jalen component. Now, 
the production that he's getting at the receiver. I want to uh, before we get to AJ again. It was good to see Devontae Smith get back. Yeah, you know, uh, I would say he had a very good game, not out of this world, but seven catches, ninety nine yards, and a touchdown. The one he was wide open. Yeah. You know, it was almost like being wide open on a jump shot. You're just like, you had to think too much. <laughs> You're waiting there to catch that one with him and Jalen. But anyway, he got back yesterday. And that, to yeah. me, is huge. Uh, you know, he's never going to be a guy who complains. Devontae's built a little bit different than most receivers, where I don't think there's this huge diva thing with him. But, no. he, you know, he wants to get his. So it, it was good to get him back in the flow yesterday. because I, I thought he had some really good catches, too, Devontae. Um. You, you know there has to be a, a level of frustration with him that he is now clearly the second fiddle to A.J. Brown. But yeah. he still understands it's not about me. You know, um, every receiver wants the ball. Every great receiver, every potential great receiver, every good receiver wants the ball. That's why I think the Eagles do just do such an outstanding job of reminding mining people it's not look at what we have at our disposal here each week it could be somebody different you know dallas goddard had a couple of games Devontae. i think this team realizes when it when it's time to go to the air aj brown is the primary option hands down and yep. rightfully so and everybody else will just have to suck it up and do your part to make this thing work and they have up to this point you know um, it's, it's so much easier for teams, uh, for individuals to accept their roles on teams when you're winning. Now, if this team was one and seven instead of seven and one, and AJ Brown was putting up these numbers and Dallas Goddard and, and Devontae Smith were, were the out guys on the outside looking in, I don't think they would, I don't think they would give you I agree. headline material, but you, 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 I think the, the frustrations will be a little bit more evident in their body language. But because of where they are right now, sitting on top of the NFL world, world record-wise right now, everything is harmonious with this team right now, as, as it should be. Yeah. And I think Nick Sirianni and his veteran leadership does an incredible job of constantly reminding these guys, there is no me in this locker room. It's about we. Uh, yeah. I, look, I, I agree with you. I think that um, – yeah, I, I think the good thing I like is there's an understanding that – it's all about the W and that takes precedent sometimes over individual numbers, but you're right. I mean, look, it was a good game for Devante. I thought Goddard had some effective plays uh, on the day. It wasn't a huge one, but it was effective. Um, real quick pro fan talk, our, our buddy, Marcus, coach Marcus disagree D gun. It's only a problem with players. If the man next to you is not as good as you, not the case. And, and that's kind of, that's fair. I mean, I, I think and everybody I'll, recognizes I'll and I'll, and I'll counter with this. Yeah. I've covered this game too long. I've had inside information. Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I disagree with Coach Marcus, but I'm saying I've seen it happen too many times when, when there are players that have equal caliber. And if one is left out, the other one will start grumbling. It's the nature of the game. It's the nature of the beast. Um, I, I've been there firsthand. I've covered this game coast to coast for too many years. I've seen it too many times. You know, um, There are a lot of players that will put themselves above the rest um, even when their teams are winning, you don't see that here. You don't see it. There's a culture. There's a culture established here that I think is phenomenal compared to a lot of things that I've covered and I've seen. You know, I, I've seen players in winning environments that can be disruptive because their snap counts are down. They don't get as many carries in the backfield. They don't get as many looks from the receiving game. Seen yeah. it too many times. I hear you. I hear so I stand by what I said. You know, we can debate that all day. 
That's fair. That's fair. Look, it's fair. I think it's a, a fair counter to that for sure. I did like getting Julio Jones involved. I And it was a heck of a catch. You know, he got smoked on that. And the really interesting thing, I thought, I don't know if you got a chance to hear uh, Nick afterwards, but Nick said, you know, we installed that on Friday, but uh, a, a Jalen and Julio worked on it a ton on their own. He said, we, with the first time we did it, we didn't really get it right. It didn't, you know, didn't work, whatever. But we kept going at it, and I felt comfortable using it in the game because of that. And I'll tell you what, he took a shot, Julio did, after he caught that ball. Heck yeah. It was a, it was a nice catch, really nice catch. Yeah. And, and and when they threw the flag, they look at the replay, I'm like, man, that wasn't, that wasn't an um, um, unnecessary roughness uh, shot because when you look at it again, he led with his shoulder. Yes. You know, and then of course the ref picked up the flag because at that point, oh yeah, I didn't think it was a dirty. I thought it was just a a football play. You know, well initially they throw the flag, they were about to call. Then yeah, you look at the replay, and of course then the refs pick up the flag, and that was why the Eagles decided to go for the extra point instead of going for two. Right, because you you could see them lining up, getting ready to go for two, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the ref pulls that there's no call. Boom, take the extra point. Yep, agreed, agreed. That was nice. Um, I, I, and again, let back to AJ. Eight catches, a buck thirty, sixteen point three yards per catch, two touchdowns. He's just skewering. Uh, you know, you know. The other thing is, like, you've seen guys st- in terms of like the best receivers in the game. You know, Devontae Adams is kind of trapped in that mess in Vegas. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill still doing his thing. Don't get me wrong. I, I would exclude him from this. But other guys, you know, Justin Jefferson being hurt. There are other guys that have taken a step back, Derek. You know, if you wanted to, to go to the mat and say it's Tyree Kill is the number one receiver in football, I'm not arguing that with you. But if you tell me anybody other than A.J. Brown is number two, I, I just – I wholeheartedly disagree. I think A.J. Brown is right there in the one-two conversation of, of the best in the game right now. Oh, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Right. I'm saying there are still some people that, that don't – oh, well, the, you know, it's – look at the catches Puka Nakua has. Look at Stefan Diggs. A.J. Brown's number two right now. And A.J. Brown, to me, is in a top three, four MVP conversation. Absolutely. Yo, Puka is a phenomenal young receiver. He's not making these difficult catches that A.J. Brown is making, okay? You you go back to the previous game. He makes a touchdown catch. Two guys draped over him. That catch he made yesterday on the sideline for a touchdown. The way he went up one-handed and pulled that thing down. A.J. is, again, A.J. is not the fastest receiver in the league. But he is one of the most difficult because of his body size, body mass, and his hands. His hand strength is second to none of any receiver in the game today. I mean, you look at how big his hands are, and look at—he makes the football. It's like palm, almost palming like a, a, a tennis ball. It's incredible that that catch. I mean, that one-handed catch was sick. He—he's contorting his body. He's got to—he's got to tap his feet. He's got a guy all over him. I, I mean, it was just—I can't—I still can't believe he caught that ball. I, I can't either. And get both feet down. Yeah. I just catch the ball, but get get both feet down. Incredible. He, body, his body control is out of this world. Yeah. You know, he frustrates DBs because there's no DB. Maybe a Jalen Ramsey. Right. Jalen didn't play when the Rams played. In terms of just matching up size for fi- size and physicality, most DBs are smaller than him. You know, you look at the quarterbacks for Washington. You know, you're going to put Emmanuel Forbes on him? Are you kidding yeah, please. me? Please. That's men against boys right there. Yep. That's like me and you trying to defend Barrett Brooks. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> it ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's and and if you noticed, he's not getting a lot of snaps for them. No, no. He's well, not. 
He was demoted. He lost the starting job yeah. a couple of weeks ago. He yep. was demoted. But yep. again, he's a rookie. It's He'll tough. get better. Yeah, you're gonna learn. You're gonna go through growing pains. It's just the way it is. It, it, that's that's life. All right. So the the two turnovers are completely unacceptable. One of them is a game well fumble. Can't happen. The other one is just a a, a porous sort of exchange. Yep. And, and timing was just off on a play that they almost always have perfect timing on. I, yep. Yeah, that one. I mean, just stuff happens sometimes. It happens. It, it, happens. Happens. it um, could. It could. You know, it was it, it could happen on a cold day. Anybody knows who played the game knows when your hands are cold, the ball feels different. Okay. Yeah. On a wet day could happen. It could the fluke those fluke things are gonna happen at 32 teams in the National Football League. Yeah. It just happens. Unfortunately, it also it also affects the Eagles' overall red zone efficiency. Right. The last two games, they were much better in red zone. This time it resorted back to what it was, but still, you know what? It's a part of the game. I agree. We expect. Yeah, like they generally have to clean up turnovers. Those that one on Sunday is I don't expect that to be a problem going forward. Uh, and and again, you know, as we talked about, Kenneth Gainwell's not giving you productivity if he's fumbling the football. It's it's uh, it's a bad look. It's a bad look on a lot of levels. But let's talk about the running game in general, Derek. It's it's not been up to satisfaction. They haven't rushed for 100 yards in three straight games. That's the first time that's happened since 2016. Um, yesterday they were under three yards per carry on the ground. I, I think I think there's a combination of things happening here. I do think they miss Jurgens a little bit uh, in the run game, a little bit. I'm, I'm not you know laying it all on that, but I think there's a little bit of that. I think Swift is maybe getting a little bit tired. It's more of a workload than he's accustomed to. Uh, they haven't they've committed more to the pass than they have the run for sure in games lately. But nonetheless, it hasn't been good enough, and you don't want to become one-dimensional, and they're a little one-dimensional right now. Well, when you, when you play a team like the Eagles, you go in trying to take away something. In the last three games, teams have made more of a concerted effort to take away their run game from them. But this Eagles team, even when you make them one-dimensional, they're still virtually unstoppable. You know, um, Going into this game, we talked about how it was imperative for them to to um, to establish a more balanced attack, but when they fell behind seven three and fourteen to three, it takes you out of that. You've got to play catch up. So what happens? You got to go to the air, which in a, in this case played to the Eagles' strength because Washington's back end is a very porous back end, you know, in, in their defense, and the Eagles exploited that. So you decided as Washington and Jack Del Rio to take away their run game. Right. Okay. And it, it cost you because you couldn't stop them in the other aspect of, of their game, which was the air attack, mm -hmm. you know? So in this case, Washington succeeded in one area and failed in a bigger area. Yeah. Now you're going to play some defenses. You're going to have, you're going to have some teams you're coming up against that are going to try to take away both elements of your game. It could be hit or miss. That's why I'm so looking forward to seeing this team uh, match up against Dallas's defense, which is going to force the issue in terms of making you make decisions sooner. Uh, Kansas City's defense is a much better defense than it was a year ago, mm -hmm. and that's across the board. Yep. Kansas City last year was a defense that relied on its front seven. Now the young guys who played last year, the rookies who played last year, are playing much better on the back end in terms of the, of, of the, of the pass defense. Seattle's defense is going to present a problem. Um, 
The 49ers' vaunted defense has had leaks in it the last three weeks in terms of pass defense. So I'm interested in seeing how they go about trying to fix that. Uh, Steve Wilkes is getting a lot of heat for the way his defense is playing right now. Yeah. Okay. So there's something that, that's missing. That defense is still a good defense, but it's a defense leaking right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's going to be interesting to see as you continue to navigate these rough waters, how you overcome some of these other obstacles you're going to face coming up. And let's face it, you know, they got by Miami. Yep. They got by Washington. Now you got Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle, all coming up back to back to back to back. You're going to have to play better than get by, right? I mean, the get by can get you by Washington. Get by can get you by some other teams. It's not right. going to, you're right. not going to get by unless you clean some of this up against, you know, the, the heavy hitters that you have exactly. coming up. Exactly. And definitely it starts this week. I mean, you know, Dallas, um, we'll get into Dallas in a minute, but yeah, Dallas certainly there presents a lot of problems. There's no question about that. Um, so that's something to look at here. And again, with the trade deadline tomorrow, I know there's a lot of talk. I see folks in the, in the chat discussing this as well. Would they take a run at Derrick Henry? I just, I don't see the Henry thing happening, Derek. Uh, a, I don't know if Tennessee is going to deal with the Eagles anymore because <laughs> the last two yeah. times aren't, didn't, uh, we'll see. If I was Tennessee's front office, I would not answer a Howie Roseman call. No, that goes right to voicemail, that bad yeah. boy. Yep. It goes right to voicemail, or I would have a secretary say, our general manager is in a meeting right now. <laughs> well, when is he going to be free? Try us again in about six months. Yeah, I, uh, 2035, I think yeah. he's going to be available at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think that's that's definitely a piece of it. But I also are, – are you going to bring it – going to give i don't think you have to give a ton of capital up but are you going to give up what you have to give up to get derrick henry in here to run it six seven times i don't i i don't know i just don't see that one i think it's a, on a lesser scale than a derrick henry here's the other thing they don't want to pay they're, they're not going to pay the running back that kind of money derrick henry is one of the highest paid running backs in the game they're not right. going to pay that kind of money that's the they're other not. part yeah i agree with you i agree with you yeah i agree with you um and at one other thing i'll throw in there does Tennessee, even though they're three and four, even though they haven't been very good for a lot of this year, are they uh, maybe the Bayard thing was was a bit of a signal, but are they really ready to totally wave the white flag when they still have life for a a wild card? I I don't know. Well, Tough I will call. tell you, I will tell you this. If if I was Tennessee, um, I would hold on hold on to whatever pieces I have because yesterday. If that was a sample of what's to come, Will Levitt has shown that he is the future of Tennessee. That kid Please. came out of nowhere and threw four touchdown passes. He looked like a pro and got DeAndre Hopkins more involved in the game than DeAndre has been all season long. Yes, I agree with you. It's the best he's looked. Yeah, it was just different. They just looked different. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. They were a completely different offense yesterday. And yeah, you're right. And that's something I think you want to monitor if you're them going forward. Like, all right, maybe this is the direct. Finally, move on from the Tannehill thing where you were just, you know, in mediocrity, um, you know, with him, that's for sure. But yeah, I mean, that's what's coming up. Yeah. If if I'm the Tennessee Brain Trust, here's the way I look at it. Right now, your team is sitting at three and four. You are the number 11 seed right now, which makes you on the outside looking in. Seven teams this year get into the playoffs. Here's what Tennessee is looking at ahead of them Houston is three and four. Houston, we don't expect Houston to be a juggernaut. This is a this is a, a learning curve for you. Now, Cincinnati is going to move up their pecking order. The Jets are on a roll right now, but Jets, they're only four and three. Mm-hmm. Cleveland's four and three and struggling. Pittsburgh's four and three and struggling. 
all of a sudden, if they change things, Buffalo's five and three and struggling. There's there's nothing that says Tennessee can't get on a roll. If you're going to bank on this kid Levitz, and if he if he plays the way he continued if he played yesterday, you got a good chance of slipping in the back door, considering how these teams are stacking up and knocking each other off in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give up any more capital. You get you AJ Brown, you got rid of. Now Byers, you got rid of, and yet you still have the component. If this young kid is the real deal, and it's only a one-game sample, right. but the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is now more of a viable entity, that's a green light for me right there. Hey, let's keep moving forward with what we have and see where it goes. Yep, yep, makes sense, makes sense. All right, let's come back. Uh, all right, AJ was never this good on the Titans, how he saved them. Sure. I don't know that how he saved them, uh, but he's got he, a far he superior. Him. Yeah, he freed him. He freed him. He's got a far superior quarterback, far superior. He, he was still doing great things. You just didn't notice it as much because they were just sort of treading water. But no, I mean, AJ's a great talent, but it helps when you have Jalen Hurts throwing you the football too. Uh, one hand, you know, w- washes the other. Yeah. All right, let's come back and, and do some defense, D-Gun, because it, there are some things to be concerned about um, defensively, certainly when you're talking about the defensive backfield. Uh, so we'll get into that. And a bunch of other things, eagle-wise. And then we'll dip into what happened around the NFC East, around the league, all the injuries. We'll update you with all those kind of things. Some great stuff uh, to dive into, which we'll do when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances, it's everything. You don't work as hard as you work to not try to set yourself up, right? Um, And and not invest the right way and waste your time or lose your your good hard-earned money. I can tell you from personal experience that that I trust Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. You should too. Uh, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've entrusted my IRA and my 401k rollers with Jim, and it was the best thing that I ever did financially. Give him a call right now, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You can also email him with any questions that you have or a consultation. It's Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. You own a company and you're not producing a podcast, you're missing out. The public consumes messaging when they're ready. Join the professional podcast network of companies and let Jacob Media Partners put you in the podcast arena. Come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast. Call Jacob Media right now at 267-261-3428. 267-261-3428. My name is Dr. Bruce Grossinger. And I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. 
We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250. everybody welcome back in uh, a beautiful monday eagles win 38 31 over washington and raise their season mark to seven and one uh as we look forward to the uh to the dallas cowboys so a lot of good yesterday derek but we keep it real on the show and we look at things that that, that uh. invite them as we go forward things that could be an issue um and again here's the heart it's so hard sometimes to gauge what it's going to look like week to week like they go out last week and they basically shut down Miami, which hardly anybody other than maybe Buffalo has been able to do all year. It, right. It's So you're thinking, all right, they'll carry some momentum over to this game. Even though Hal looked good in the first game against them, you, you should see them nullify him. They're on pace to give up 97 sacks. You figure they're going to have at least four or five. And, yep. and none of that stuff happens. So you could tell right away. And here's where I want to also give credit where credit's due. Sometimes you do tip your hat. Eric Bieniemy is a very good offensive coordinator, and I think he doesn't necessarily have all the weapons that he needs right now, so it doesn't look great every week. The week before, Washington scored seven points against the Giants, yep. right? But he has a good game plan and a good feel for the Eagles. He just does. Go back to the Super Bowl. Go back to the first game when they played on week four and then this game yesterday. The, the plan was Hal's getting it out quick, zip, zip, zip. And, and let's take nothing away from Hal. He played a good game. Give the guy some credit. Um you know, and his players made plays for them. That doesn't excuse the Eagles. I'm just trying to give you just a little bit of insight on onto what it looked like in perspective. But nonetheless, the Eagles secondary is worrisome. Uh, Bradbury and Slay are not the players they once were. You're dealing with a sort of revolving door at the nickel corner position. You're you're trying to have Bayard learn on the fly. Blankenship's coming back from an injury. Like there's a lot going on back there, and they didn't play very well yesterday. Plain and simple. Byard will be a stabilizing factor on the back end of that defense once he gets up to speed. And I like the fact that he came out after the game and says, I got a lot to clean up. I'll get better. But he can't do it by himself. He will be a much better presence than Terrell Edmonds was. There's no question about it. Mm -hmm. Him and Blankenship, that combination will be much better. But we also saw Blankenship uh, 
get toasted a few times. Now, every safety does. I mean, I don't yeah. want to hear this. You're picking up Blake. No, I'm not. Blankenship, I like the kid. I like everything about him. I love how he sticks his head in there. He's a sure tackler. He is. He's a great anticipator. He's very smart, high football IQ. But I think when it comes to the passing game overall, and just what you had mentioned, Rob, and we've been, we've been seeing this, Slay and Bradbury are not what they were. But that's all the Eagles have right now. Yeah. You're ne- there's no way, shape, or form you're going to bench them for, for what they have behind them, mm-hmm. which is young players. That's that's like suicide. You know, you're just going to have to hold down the fort. You're going to have to continue to be this defense that's stout against the run, force teams to throw more. They're going to give up real estate, but hopefully you make the big play when you have to. They had two defensive plays that were turning points in this game. Reddick with the sack, the only sack in the game. Huge play, fourth down. In Blankenship, when when what's his name? Um, when when Howell overthrew that pass right into because if he had thrown it lower, that's a catch. Hundred percent. That's a catch. He overthrew that pass right into Blankenship's arm. Those were the two big turning points for that defense. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a complete shutdown defense. It's not. It's not. Don't fool yourselves into thinking that. Yep. You get into shootouts, you've got to hope that your defense makes more defining plays than the opposition because your offense can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the National Football League right now. 100%. In terms of overall personnel, in terms of structure, when you're armed with the arguably the best offensive line in the game, the, the MVP runner-up at quarterback, even though he's playing on one-and-a-half legs, but you've got the collection of pass catchers he has with A.J., Devontae, Dallas Goddard, Swift. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. Yeah, Gunner, the, what, the, I view this as you just need to limit the damage. You can't – like it just can't – you can't get beat up the way you got beat up yesterday. It can't be 30-something points. I, I Like I get it. Like do I think they're going to go in there next week and shut out Dallas or moving forward shut out Seattle, Buffalo, Kansas City, whoever. You know what I mean. They're No, they're not going to shut those teams out. No. They're going to get theirs, but you can't let them kill you. They, you can't be picked apart. And the defensive line has to get home. That Washington team, Derek, not only is the offensive line bad, they were missing one of their starting guards yesterday. Yes. There's no excuse. Yes. I don't care how quickly he got it out for you only getting home once. And I know Jalen Carter got hurt in the game, and that, yes. that affects things a little bit. But it was a, it felt like a quiet day for sweat, in my estimation. Yep. It, like quiet day for uh, I'm trying to think of some guys in the interior. I know Milton Williams went out and came back in, so he was a little bit banged up. Fletcher, Fletcher was okay, but yeah, I mean guys have to be better because for this team to succeed, your defensive line has to win more than it loses because you're not good enough on the back end. No, no. Um, yesterday, as of yesterday, now here's here's here and, and Washington came out taking it right to the Eagles. All yeah. right. Before yesterday's game, Washington was averaging 297.9 yards per game as an offense. How many yards did they put up against the Eagles defense? 400 what? 472? Yeah. Against this Eagles defense? This is a rookie quarterback and a porous offensive line. They went toe-to-toe with your defense. And they put up 470-something yards. They scored... They put they they put your offense in a hole 14 to 3. Yep. Sam Howell. The same offense that could not find the end zone against a Giants defense came out and took it to your defense. And by the grace of God, you have an offense that can catch up with anybody in the National Football League. 
Yeah, I mean, even even Derek, after they get the, uh, you know, the great catch by AJ, um, yeah. they let you know. And granted, the guy had a, it was sixty two yards. He hit a bomb, but don't give up three at the end of the half there. No, you know, your offense try to get you back in the game and swing the momentum back to you. Don't give up that little cheapy. No, you know, at the end. So yeah, they have to be better. And and as much as we praised the side for the Miami game, this one he deserves to to take some heat for. They have to be better than they were. Yes. It's not good enough. Yes, and I understand you're navigating through injuries. You saw, you saw, um, you know, uh, um, a Slay walk off the field gingerly at one point. I get it. I mean, they're taking they're taking the Knicks on that defense. There's no question. Um, they don't always have the same personnel every week, but you still have enough talent on that defense. You got to make more plays. No doubt. You got to get more definitive stops consistently. Yeah. It can't be the highest of highs against Miami and the lowest of lows. Are, you know, you take out. You take out at that point the most lethal offense in the game, but yet one of the the more sluggish offenses in the game. You make them look like that Miami offense. Can, I, I, you know. Do you think so? We talked a lot about running back potentially uh, making a move at running back. What are the odds? Where would you put the odds of them making a trade to get more defensive help? They, they just got Bayard. They've addressed. I mean, the last two weeks they signed Julio Jones and they traded for Bayard. Do, do you think you see them making another move for a defensive player? That's, you know, like a, like Bayard's a pretty good name, like a name kind of guy or lower I think level. Be, I think it would be more of a role type player. Okay. If it's a name, if it's a name kind of guy, it would be a name guy that's sitting out there waiting for somebody to call him, like a Leonard Fournette. I don't know if if a lot of teams would trade at this point a big name player. And that's even teams that are at the bottom of the barrel, like, you know, Carolina, you know, teams like that. I don't, I don't think that would happen at this point, but when it comes to Howie Roseman, I've learned years ago, never three years ago, I learned never say never with Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman continues to shock us in so many ways that other teams don't even come close to doing. So I say there's a chance that we, I could be wrong I would say the odds are leaning more towards I don't see them making a blockbuster trade at this point. But again, you know, every time we doubt how he proves us wrong. So I, I, that's the best answer I can give you right now. Okay. Um, I think the biggest criteria is trying to get your current personnel healthy. I don't even know if that's possible at this point because week in and week out, we're looking at who's up and who's down. And I think that's going to be status quo for the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. But you know what? When you look at when you look at the abundance and volume of big name players in prominent positions dropping by the wayside every week, if if your primary guys are missing a game here, a game there, I'll take that over the uh, of the other aspect of what it could be. There ain't no question about that. What's up, Cody? Appreciate you hopping in, man. We got a new new member to the squad. What's up, Cody? Cody, what's up, man? Appreciate you. Welcome yeah, to the you. jungle, baby. This is thank the jungle. Um, yeah, no, look, I I think that. Here's the thing, and again, I feel like we say this all the time, but it is very, very true. You never say never without. No. Ever, under no. any circumstance. So no. as much as it may look like, ah, oh, they might do something under the radar, he could surprise you with something splashy, especially with, you know, what he's got in his back pocket next year with draft picks, as we talked about earlier. You know, he's he's a, he's a guy who's, who's not afraid to, to roll the dice. I mean, think about in-season trade that he makes, you know, going back to 2017 when he gets Jay Ajayi. That, that's not one you necessarily saw coming, and that was a pretty big name when they acquired him from Miami. Absolutely, you know, you go back to that. Go back to that year. You had Alshon Jeffrey, Jay, Jay Ajayi come in from out of nowhere. Yeah, you know? um, 
how he made all the right moves. How many free agents did they bring in that? Well, year? think about it. You you get Chris Long, who had a major impact. Chris Long, Patrick yep. Robinson, yep. who had a major impact. Nick yep. Foles, who had the biggest impact ever as a, yep. <laughs> you know, that there possibly could be. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot. Almost every every single move he made not only like helped you helped you in a major way. You, you know, going forward, they say undrafted free agent, Corey Clement, you, you know, on and on and on. So, yeah, he, look, he's he's been on a hot streak now for a while. And I don't think it's I don't think it's anything lucky. I think it's hard work and smarts and ingenuity. The, here's the other thing. You never. Rarely see the Eagles have to trade a guy or let a, a huge impact guy go. I know they right. let CJ, GJ and Hargrave go, but. Like I just look at a team like Tennessee that 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 had to trade away AJ Brown because they had all kinds of cap issues. Yeah, you know, and, and other teams like that that just have to make moves because they've just you know painted themselves into a corner. That's not the Eagles. No, no, you know uh, when you talk about Howie Roseman and the transformation he's gone through, you start with self evaluation. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and make a, a, a hard critical assessment of what you were and where you need to be. And I can't emphasize it enough how he navigated through that whole Chip Kelly fiasco, because in a lot of cases, an owner would have gotten rid of a GM, not, not Jeffrey. He, he, he put him back in, in, put him back behind the scenes, kept him and how he admitted it was a wake up call. It was a wake up call for him to do things a different way. Yeah. And the biggest criteria and how he admitted this himself was listening to other people and not thinking he was the smartest guy in the room. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that kind of evaluation is hard to accept. It is, you know, we, we, we always talk about, we are our own worst critics, but a lot of times we also cover up for our deficiencies. Right. We have excuses for our deficiencies and how he took a long, hard look at himself and look at where he is now. Arguably, talked about the best GM in the game. Um, look at look at how he drafts. Look at how he strategically gets certain free agents to fit of criteria, whether it's in the off season or whether it's in season. Mm -hmm. You know, those are big pluses for Howie to be where he is right now as not just a general general manager, but as an evaluator of what he wants his team to consistently look like. So think about this for a minute. What GM would you rather have in football? Well, I would start with you could say Veach, Kansas City. Okay. Um, I love the GM in Seattle. Outside of that, and I'm not saying I'm not saying I want them over Howie. I'm saying those guys are on the same level. Uh, John Lynch in San Francisco's done an incredible job in terms of getting talent for yeah. his team, drafting. Yeah. Um, but how is in a small circle? I would say how is in a circle of five guys that you can argue four to five guys. You could argue. I'll take any one of these guys in terms of building my team. I agree with you. Um, I, I think that, uh, and in fact, I take him over all of them. And I think every guy you named is really good. Mm -hmm. You know, Sirianni, all the guy's done is win since he got here. All Jalen Hurts does is win. And he's putting up, you know, I, I read you the numbers a little bit earlier and what's, what he's doing, even this year when everybody views it as a down year. You know, when you have the GM, the coach, the, the quarterback, 
you have arguably the best offensive and defensive line in football. Those are all the traits that you need to have that to be a winner, right? So the Eagles have all of those things in place. Yes, there's things that aren't perfect and need to be corrected, need to be better and all that, no doubt. Um, But there's a lot of good here. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, yesterday, 472 yards, total yards, dots and eight catches, 108. McLaurin, five for 63, should have had eight catches, you know, probably for 80-something yards. Um, And they got a little lucky. They got a little lucky, but yeah. there's a lot of good here. You know, as as we sit here, and the other thing is, I think I always like to do this. If I said to you before the season started, they'd be seven and one right now. True. I think you'd be happy with it. Right? Yes. Hey, just to interject something real quick, because people have been asking in the chat and people have been texting me, asking me. So I put out there and I'm talking to a few of my people in to know inside the building over that Nova Care. Hey, what's the, what's what's uh, the status of Jalen Carter? Okay. And response again back is, it's Monday. I haven't seen him yet, but I know he's hurting. So right. I don't know what that means, but there is a lot of time between now and Sunday, as we know. In modern technology and the healing process in the NFL, as we know it today, has come light years over the last 20 years. So he is sore, but as of today, he's sore by Thursday, Friday, especially the way Nick Sirianni takes care of his guys who are nicked up. Um, I'm, I'm At this point, you have to maintain a positive outlook for his availability for the Dallas game. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it was it was a really devastating day for a lot of teams. Like hey. some guys lost for the season. Yes. Other guys, you know, other guys questionable going into next week's games. Like it's 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 the thing in the league. It's such an attrition thing, and 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 you're just trying to survive. You're hanging on for dear life, you know, in a lot of ways uh, with this team. You know, the other thing I would say defensively is because you're so young in so many spots and asking so much of younger players. Yeah. You, you would hope that with, with, you know, nine more games to play that the level of play would be better on the back end simply because of how young they are. If this was, if this was an older group, I know, I know Slay and Bradbury are older. I'm talking about everybody else it, it, and, and Bayard. But if the rest of those guys were older to middle of the road age wise, I'd be more worried. Like, I think they're going to get better and just, just simply by playing. Yeah, but, but but that's that's a part of the process. Yeah, you you kept older corners, and you're integrating new fresh talent. The mixture of the two has to find some common ground at some point. Now, will it be lights out? I don't I don't think so because mm-hmm. let's face it, you've got thirty and thirty three year old cornerbacks locking it down on the outside chasing these young, fast gazelles. All these receivers are facing are in their mid-20s, early 20s. Hey, it's just the nature of a father time is slowly knocking at your door. You know, but in big game moments, you still have proven commodities on the corners. You brought in a proven commodity on the back end who's 30, but still has a lot left to play. You, You have to give something to get something. This team has loaded itself up so well on the offensive side of the football. They let so much talent go on the defensive side of the football that there is a transformation process that has to take place. And right now, it looks it looks really good in terms of defending um, a fire god. I just mentioned though, Jalen Carter's injury is not considered the serious category. Uh, in case you didn't hear what I said uh, just a moment ago, from what I'm being told, he's sore today, but certain people have not seen him yet to talk directly to him. But he is hurting today. But this is Monday, and by Friday, 
we see a lot of times players are miraculously healed by Friday <laughs> to get ready for what's to come, which is the next game. And in this case, Dallas week. Yeah. So I would say as we sit here right now at 12.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I would say the outlook is good that, that Jalen will be there on Sunday. But then again, he's got to go through treatments. You know, is it a back spasm? They haven't deemed it a back spasm. But if it's back spasms, Rob, I've had them. I know what they're like. Man, you can feel like a Greek god one minute. Yep. You can do something slight, like just bend down and pick up something. That thing locks up on you, you know? So he's got to navigate this. And he's got he's in the hands. He's in the hands of great medical care as for, in terms of trainers, team doctors, so on and so forth. But the body, the body is its own function. No matter what you try to do to heal a body, the body is its own function and it heals. Everybody's body heals differently. Yeah. And I, I think I always worry about backs because it affects know, everything, everything, I know, man. you know, like Jalen is getting by on a sore knee and it's not ideal, but you, but man, when your back's bothering you, especially at that, think about the leverage and the physicality at the position of a defensive tackle or an offensive lineman, right? You're, you're constantly engaged with your legs your lower body, your upper body, and fighting, and you know everything. That if your back sore, oh man, it's tough, and that's a huge. It, depending on what this is, I mean, and they losing him yesterday was a big deal. Losing him, it it, it it takes its toll. And the other thing is, Jordan Davis isn't healthy. Right. You watch some of the video of him trying to get through that hamstring. Yeah. Pre-game, he didn't look great to me. And, no. You know, just just no. trying to work that part of it out. So he's not right either. So that's that's two fourths of your your and, and Milt Williams left the game for a minute yesterday. Yes, he did. So yeah. you were down, you know, pretty significant. Other than Fletcher, you're down pretty significant guys there. Um, and, and you hope you hope that they're up and able to go this week. You know, people say hamstring, hamstring, hamstring is is just like that high ankle sprain, man. All of a sudden, it feels good. One false step, one extended step, boom, and you're out of there. You know, it, it the, the Eagles are going to have to navigate this. They, they're going to have to. How many times did we talk about all summer long? It's not going to look like what it did a year ago. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. And the Eagles are taking their lumps. But again, knock on wood. These are temporary things. These are not things like we saw across the league yesterday. Mm-hmm. Done for the season, done for the season, done for the season. We haven't seen any of that yet, you yeah. know. Now, now, Justin Evans, you know, he's out there on the IR. We don't know. It, it, when and if he's coming back, we don't, you know, nope. And you just have to keep navigating through this thing, man. But this offense, this pass rush, this run defense can win you a lot of games as we've seen up to this point. Yep. Yeah. I will say this on a positive side. Uh, I thought it, it was the most I noticed. And I mean, this in a good way. I noticed the Kobe Dean. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't, it wasn't perfect. But he yeah, made some plays, and you saw him be – he flushed out Sam Howell at least two times where he forced him to throw it away because of Nicobe Dean's speed and pursuit, uh, in, you know, in terms of maybe getting a sack there. I thought he did a couple things nicely. I, he did, Rob, but I, I'm sitting here today and analyzing it. I didn't think he would be that much of a liability in pass coverage. As fast he, as he is – I agree with you. He's a he's problem. A, he's a liability in pass coverage, um, yeah. and it's becoming more and more evident every week. Um. You can't be that little and strictly be a run stuffer. No, That's the problem. No, no, you're supposed to like your your size should lend you to being able to cover 
you know, because you're built sort of like a safety. Yeah. yeah it's you know. a little worrisome. I agree with you. But I, I, you know, there are shortcomings there. I, I I'm not going to argue that. I thought he made some plays in the, you know, in terms of pursuit. Yeah. In the past yes. Game, yes. Yeah. In terms of run stuffing, um, you know, putting pressure on Sam Howell. Yes. But if teams are going to now send out the SOS, hey, you can throw on this team, and here's where you can strategically hit them. Yeah. If they can't get to the quarterback and force a quarterback to 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 speed up the process, yep. which plays into a defense's hands seven out of ten times. That is going to be a problem. Okay, Dean is only 22. That's true, Scott. But his, but but a part of his plus criteria was his speed, and his speed is fine straight ahead and running down the line. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these teams are going to throw the ball, and he's a liability when it comes to the pass cover. That's all we're saying. Yeah. We're not knocking the Kobe Dean. We're bringing out facts, plain and simple right. facts. And and if we're if we're seeing that, teams are seeing that. Uh, you don't think Absolutely. Dallas was is seeing what we saw, you know, and, and all the teams that they're going to be playing. So that's absolutely going to be the case. I mean, these guys are going to target the, these players and go after them. And it's something that's got to get cleaned up. It's got to be better. I don't think it's going to be fixed, but it's just got to be better at this point. I think that's the overriding, you know, look at this whole thing is just yeah, in certain yeah. situations for them to be better. Um, that's for sure. All right. So when we come back, Derek, we'll look at how the Cowboys did yesterday against the Rams. Uh, we'll look at the giant, the giants and the jets game. Ooh. Thank be happy that the Eagles were playing opposite. Just, just trust me on that one, man. Just trust me on that one. It was bad. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. We'll, we'll talk about him. We'll get into the 49ers who have dropped three straight. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard a lot of boasting or chest pumping from, from the Niners folks who, who usually spew their nonsense in the chat. I'm wondering where that's at, but anyway, We'll talk about that and what's been going on with Purdy uh, the last five games. Uh, I'll give you a good Kyle Shanahan stat when the Niners are trailing in the fourth quarter. There's a lot of things to dive into, and then we'll get heavy into the NFL stuff and all the injuries because there's a lot of them that could really change the course of certain teams. And why it's even more interesting, Derek, is for certain teams, it may cause them to be sellers because they lost a key component. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. All right, we'll dive into all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Let's talk about ProAction Restoration. ProAction Restoration is the place that you turn to if you have a home, a business, or a property that goes through the pain, the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, uh, and you don't really know who to turn to. Well, ProAction Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to help you out. I called them on a Saturday morning. They got right out. They fixed the problem that we were having. They cleaned it up. The price was right. The crew was great. And, and that's the beauty, you know, uh, these kind of issues, <clears throat> excuse me, don't just generally happen between the hours of 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. They happen at night sometimes. They happen on the weekends. They happen on holidays. So you got to have somebody who's readily available, and they are. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Proaction restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610 610- 623-3760-610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. 
Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100 Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Percent into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, Blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We're back. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Um... Gunner, just when you think like Howie is kind of done and we talk about what moves he may make. So Field Yates of ESPN just just put this out there, just tweeted this. Upon being traded to Philadelphia, the Eagles restructured the contract of safety Kevin Byard, which created seven hundred eleven thousand dollars in twenty twenty three cap space. Gives the Eagles a little bit more financial flexibility this year, and he remains under contract through 2024. So how he's always working, man. He's always, always doing something. What I, what I tell you, the dude hangs up uh, upside down like a bat and just recharges. <laughs> yeah, you, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right, so a couple other things. The Cowboys beat the Rams yesterday 43-20. to 20. Uh, They are now 5-2 and two on the season, so they strung together a couple wins uh, since that loss when they got smashed by the 49ers. Dak, 304 yards passing, 
excuse me, uh, four touchdowns, had a very good game. CeeDee Lamb, a buck 58, two touchdowns. The other thing the Cowboys have been good at this year, Derek, is um, Deron Bland now has three pick sixes already through seven games. That's pretty good production right there. He is, he, is, he is currently tied for the most picks in the NFL with four. Three of him are taken to the house. And the interesting thing is he has played better than Trayvon Diggs, who got that $96 million contract. Think about that. Just, just put that in his proper perspective. We talked about how losing Trayvon Diggs was de- so, so uh, detrimental to the Cowboys' defense. Mm-hmm. This kid, you know what they say, one man's injury is another man's opportunity. This young man has taken advantage of every opportunity he's been given, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see because he is he is a ball. Everything I've read about this kid, he's a ball hawk, you know. Right. And not only that, but he plays better pass defense than Trayvon Diggs in terms of consistency. So th- that's going to be interesting to see how he matches up against whether it's AJ, whether it's Devontae. That's going to be interesting to see. You know. Oh, for sure, for sure. Look, in, in Dallas, we know. Yeah, we know it's been a weird, it's a weird thing where Jalen and and Dak have never, you know, haven't faced off against each other. There's been injuries, all this other stuff. So, uh, this is the first time they played this year. Last year, you know, we all know what happened. The Eagles beat them when it was Cooper Rush, and the Cowboys beat the Eagles when it was Gardner Minshew. Uh, but a couple things to know about Dallas, if you're just looking at you know what they've done here and there, they've beaten the Giants and the Jets and New England and the Chargers and the Rams. So yeah. they've beaten both North Jersey teams and both LA teams in addition to New England. They lost to Arizona week three. They yep. lost to San Francisco week five, where they, it was 42 to 10. Um, yeah, they got embarrassed. Yep. Handled there. And they've, they've bounced back and won the last two. They've already had their bye. They had their bye in week seven. Uh, Dak on the season. Uh, 10 touchdowns, five interceptions, a 97.8 passer rating, uh, 1,600 yards passing. They haven't run the ball great. Tony Pollard's been solid, but he's under four yards per carry. He's only averaging 60 yards per game on the ground. Yep. Uh, as a team, they're only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. CeeDee Lamb you know, is, is their number one guy, no doubt. 633 yards receiving. Only three touchdowns. Um, they don't – you haven't seen – too much anybody else really uh jake ferguson's been solid gallup's been solid cooks i think they've underutilized uh in some ways he played well yesterday it, it, it's not an awesome necessarily passing attack for them no it's not no it they could they could use they could use another pass catcher gallup has still not emerged for whatever reason um gallup has not emerged as that legitimate number three They've still underutilized Brandon Cooks. Um, CeeDee Lamb obviously is a go-to guy there. It's understandable. Um, but their passing game has been up and down. There's been no consistency in their passing game uh, throughout this season. But again, this is this is Eagles week. You know, everything that we look at in terms of Dallas, anything we look at in terms of the Eagles, throw it out the window because this story, this this game is gonna write its own script. This is gonna, it's going to write a script that we're not expecting in a lot of ways because of these two teams. You know, it's the same way with the Eagles in Washington. You know, the Eagles have owned Washington five out of the last six, but when the Eagles come out of the game, it's like, thank goodness we're done with this team. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. Washington gives them fits. As much as, as Washington is a disjointed entity and has been for years, thank thank you, Daniel Snyder, um, they, still can, they still, you come out of a, a Washington game bloodied. 
banged up, scratched, and bloodied against Washington. It, yeah. it just is. And Dallas is unpredictable. I still can't figure out Dak Prescott can be mediocre an entire season and plays like a pro bowler against the Eagles when he faces the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. But, yeah. you know, every team every team has this kryptonite. Every team has a kryptonite, whether it's the team they're facing or whether it's certain individuals they're facing. Yeah. Just yep. the nature of the NFL. All right, beyond that, uh, the Giants lost to the Jets 13-10 to in overtime, a hideous, uh, ugly game. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. He's still in the hospital today with yeah. injured ribs. With that shoulder. Oh, with the ribs, yeah. That tells you how, how much pain this guy's in, um, that he's still in the hospital. But So they had to turn to, Derek, uh, Tommy DeVito. Is that Danny DeVito's grandson? I, I, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so he had to go in there, and he, you re- you want to hear his his passing uh, totals? You want to hear? His, I've never his... seen stats like this. So – Think about this for a minute. Okay, he steps in there, you know, understood. It's these third stringer because they're already without Daniel Jones, okay? Two for seven was Tommy DeVito for minus yeah. one yard. Yes. Minus one yard. Yes. Now, to his credit, he did run in a touchdown. You know, he, he did do that. But, man, oh, man, this was this game set back the uh, the NFL in a lot of years. Like, nobody was sending this one to Canton. I can to, tell you to that. the 19 to the 1940s. Yikes! Um, um, I've never I have never seen a box score in the NFL in my life where I've looked at a box score. Now, if you look overall, it says Tyrod Taylor was four of seven for eight yards. Tommy <laughs> DeVito two of seven for minus one yard, and it says team. It says team six of fourteen for minus minus nine yards passing. Yeah. I've never seen any. I haven't either. I haven't either. Basically, Dable said after the game, we couldn't do anything else. They knew it was coming, and we just ran the ball every single time. Saquon had 36 carries. Yes. They ran the ball 52 times. Yeah. It was, there's nothing else they could do. But it's not like Zach Wilson was lighting the world on fire. He was 17 of 36. Yeah, he had 240 yards, but it was 6.7 yards per completion. He wasn't great either. Um, you know, he hooked up with Garrett Wilson a couple of times and, and you know, whatever. Credit, here's the thing. So, first off, let's start with the Giants. They're two and six now. I, I think they're going to be selling off parts, I would think. But, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. We'll see. That's the first part. The second thing is Daniel Jones has been cleared. He will start this week. Now, um, I would be – I look, I'd say I would be a little careful with that because anytime you've had a quarterback out with a neck injury, and he's had a history of neck injuries, um, I understand you want to get him back on the field sooner or later, but – I would, I would, I would proceed on this uh, on the side of extreme caution. When you're talking about any player dealing with a neck injury, it only takes one fluke mishap for that thing to cost you entire season. True. Um, and I understand you're paying him a lot of money. He's been deemed medically cleared. But if I was Daniel Jones, I might take the approach of of Deshaun Watson. It just doesn't feel right. I don't yeah. know if I'm ready yet. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, yeah, you could be you could be right, and they're gonna they're gonna have to get somebody else. I I would you know if, if Tyrod Taylor's still in the hospital with the ribs, you're gonna need somebody else too uh, behind Devito uh, at this point. So we'll see if they end up making a move there. But the, with Washington losing and the Giants losing, Derek, what we're seeing is clearly it's a two horse race. Not that we're surprised by this in the no, NFC. We knew that. Yeah, right. I mean, but the Giants were a playoff team last year. 
you can forget them and forget Washington. This is coming down to the Eagles and the Cowboys. The seven and one I, Eagles, five and two Cowboys. That, that I, the rest. I, of the uh, yeah, I would say in terms of Washington, <clears throat> I would feel pretty good about my immediate future with Sam Howell as a quarterback. He was such an unknown enigma before this season. We talked about it, as did everybody. Who is this guy? You look at where he was drafted. Nobody was talking about him on draft day. Um, I think when you look at the history of Washington's quarterbacks, just over the last 10 years, and that includes Alex Smith. Right. I think Washington finally has found their quarterback. Now they have to do a better job of, number one, giving him a better offensive line. Yes. And number two, getting better defensive components to compliment him because watching him play twice up close and personal. And, we, and I've seen him play one other time. This kid is not, is, 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 is fearless in the pocket. He stands yeah. in there. He takes a hit. He'll stand there until the last second to, to get the ball downfield. He has a really strong arm. He's mobile. Um, he has all the attributes to be a good quarterback. I, you can't put him in a great category because that's too, way too far off in the future. But I think Washington finally got it right. Even if it was by a fluke, I think Washington finally got it right with their quarterback of the future. Yeah. Uh, Interesting um, tweet from Jimmy Kemsky, Philly voice. He said that the Eagles have had eight different starting five combinations in their secondary in eight games. So they have not had the same five, you know, same five guys back there in any of the games this year due to injuries and and other reasons. I mean, that's, it's hard to gain chemistry that way. It It really is. is. You know, I don't care if you have mostly veteran cornerbacks. If you keep if you keep changing the landscape, there's no there's no continuity. You know the continuity suffers. The consistency suffers. You know because when you play together as a group, you learn each other's tendencies. You can look at a player and know what he's going to do. You don't have to verbally give a signal. You can look and tell that there, there's a lot to be said for that. And I think that's a big reason why this Eagles pass defense has been so porous you know, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said before, I think this is what, this is one of the things they're going to have to navigate through because we, we saw Slade limp off. We don't know how hurt Slay is. Will Slay be ready to play Sunday against the Cowboys? If not, who's playing cornerback for you on Sunday? Opposite exactly. Bradbury. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. It's it's going to be one of the young guys, you know, and that's, that's part of it um, for sure. So at, at the flip side of that is as ugly as it was, the Jets won. And to their credit, they're hanging around. They're hanging around, Derek. They're four and three at this point. You know, they're kind of, it's obviously their defense is a, is a huge part. They're kind of doing it with mirrors in some ways on offense. But what was interesting, and look, you know, I poo-pooed this like from the jump, but all this talk about Aaron Rodgers maybe coming back at some point. I got to tell you, man, I watched him throwing prior to the game. I was blown away. Now I know he's not doing dropbacks or anything, but he is—he's like as just from a standstill standpoint to be able to put any weight on that thing, and and semi drive off of it. I don't know. I, I like I still don't think he plays this year, but I, it's crazy how quickly he's come back from that week. That, what was it? Eight weeks ago? Seven weeks ago? He tore first game. He's seventy-five seconds into the season. Yeah. So that's seven weeks ago, and on top of that, he didn't have the surgery until the next week. Right. You know, so technically a little more than six weeks ago when I watched him and when I watched the video of him throwing yesterday, I wasn't looking at his throwing motion. I was watching him hop back and plant. 
Yeah. It didn't look like he was hurt. Now, even though he was doing it very cautiously, the fact that six weeks later after rupturing his Achilles, he planted that foot and stepped into his throws, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Now, he keeps talking about he could be back before the season is over. That would be unheard of mm-hmm. for some for a player to come back that quickly off an Achilles, okay? Usually that's a seven, eight, nine, ten month. Some cases it's a year rehab yeah. with an Achilles. He's talking about coming back a few months after. Hey, man, hey, let me tell you something. Whatever that peyote is he's smoking <laughs> from the Amazon region, whatever that stuff is called, what's, what's it called again? Uh, ayahuasca. Iowa, ayahuasca, ayahuasca. Yeah, I don't know, man. He he said he go. He went to his dark retreat. He did his thing, and he now he's maybe trying to come back. I don't know what's going if, on. If Aaron Rodgers steps on a football field and plays in late December or January, off of a ruptured Achilles, and he's pro, he's promoting how his healing medications have helped him along the way. If I'm one of the major pharmaceutical companies, oh, I'm sending a team of scientists into whatever Amazon region he gets this stuff from. I am harvesting every plant I can find and I'm putting it on the market because if it can heal muscle tissue, send you that quickly for a guy to come back as a professional athlete. Imagine what it can do for everyday aches and pains and joints in terms of healing back spasms, knee strains. I'm trying it. Sign me up. Help you avoid uh, how many people do you know in your lifetime to get Knee replacements. I know. Hip replacement, look, knee replacement, whatever. Hey, yeah. Look, man, it's going to be on my medicine shelf. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Beyond that, it's a mess in 49er land, D-Gun. So they lose to the Bengals yesterday who are coming on. The Bengals have won three straight. Yep. Uh, let me just give you Burrow's line real quick. 28 of 32, 283 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 134.8 passer rating. He was uh, – he's on. He looks like that calf is finally healed up and he can do everything he wants to do. Uh, he played very, very well. Here's the issue. There's a lot of issues going on right now for the 49ers, but one of them is Brock Purdy's turnover. So he had two interceptions and a fumble yesterday. He's got five interceptions in his last three games. Yep. Uh, look at Derek, his last, his first five games of the season, nine touchdowns, no interceptions. Last three games, Three touchdowns, yep. five interceptions. Now, yep. uh, I told you earlier, I think them missing Trent Williams is like the Eagles missing Lane Johnson. It's a very big deal. And Debo. Um, and Debo. But Debo is huge in terms of – Debo is not just a, a traditional wide receiver. He yep. runs a lot of the jet sweeps. He, they use him at running back at times. Debo is, 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 is like a running back slash wide receiver for that team. Mm-hmm. And he's a catalyst for that team. Another part of it you could say is, have teams figured out Brock Purdy all of a sudden? Mm. Have teams started to figure out Brock Purdy? Because you don't go from nine straight interceptions. Now, if you're on a team like Houston, Carolina, you can say, okay, he's performing at a high level with marginal talent. This dude has got talent on top of talent around him. Good offensive line, even with Trent Williams out there. Not out there. You've got Brandon Ayuk. You've got George Kittle. You got Christian McCaffrey, the best Swiss Army knife in the game. Right. But have they figured out his tendencies? I think it's a fair question, Derek. I, I do. I do. Because this is what happens. You know, we how much have we talked about it this year with defenses countering what the Eagles liked to do last year? And then, all right, well, the Eagles need to adjust now. So you're get you have about you know, you have more film on Jalen than you have on Purdy, but you're right about at that point where it's like they've got enough of Purdy on tape 
that these really smart coordinators do things to counter it. And now is there, is there a plan B? You know, you would think with a guy like Shanahan, you know, there would be a plan B that he could figure something out to go to, but yeah, it's not, uh, has it been there yet? Listen to this, that Derek with Kyle Shanahan. He's O and 37, O and 37 when trailing by eight plus points in the fourth quarter of games Ooh. as the head coach. Ooh. So if they're down in the fourth by a little more than a touch, and I know you could probably apply that to a lot of teams, but let's just say it's a 10 point game. They haven't won a game where it was eight points or less or more, excuse me, trailing into the fourth quarter. Are you saying that the phenomena of, of, of Kyle Shanahan could be overrated? Is that what you're saying, Mr. Ellis? Well, here, let me throw one more thing out there. Okay. If Purdy continues to look like this, do you think about Sam Darnold? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and here's why. And, and that's a great stat you bring up about, about Shanahan. But here's here's um, um, one of the phenomenons about a Kyle Shanahan offense, because we've seen it firsthand. You can put just about any quarterback in his system and they can flourish. Okay. Yep. Look at his record when he's had the – look at last year. They, they used three different quarterbacks to finish 13 and four last year. Yeah. Okay. If 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 Garoppolo and Trey Lance don't get hurt, we never hear about this phenomenon named Kyle uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah, you know Brock Purdy might not even be on the 49ers at this point if those guys don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for whatever reason, I think Sam Darnold, for as bad as his career was in Carolina with the Jets, I think he is in the perfect landing spot to resurrect his career. I, I honestly believe that because Kyle Shanahan system doesn't change, but he plays to the strength of the guy under center. He may alter certain things in his offense, but when you're handing the ball off or flipping it to CMC, when you got Debo running jet sweeps, when you got one of the most physical tight ends, one of the most sure-handed tight ends in the game, when you got a great receiver like a Brandon Nayuk it makes your task a little bit easier. And the offense is so creative, to be honest with you. The, the motions they do, constant motion in their offense. They're always trying to catch the defense off guard. Hit them where they ain't is the name of the game in the Kyle Shanahan uh, yep. offense. If Sam Darnold gets in there, you know, that's why I honestly thought Darnold would be the quarterback this Sunday. How many players have we seen going to con- concussion protocol over the last couple of years? It's a gimme. You're not playing that next game. Yeah. You're, you're not playing. All of a sudden, he's well enough to play by Saturday. He's deemed I, healthy. I was shocked by that. I was really surprised by it. You know, so um, if if Brock Purdy has another game, we could we could be seeing the emergence of Sam Darnold in his offense. We could. All right. So look at the NFC now. Um, so we're we're at about the midway point for everybody here. It's weird with seventeen games, but we're about at the midway point. Eagles are seven and one. Yep. Cowboys are five and two. Yep. Niners are five and three. Seattle yep. who won again yesterday. Now lead the division. Now lead the division. Five and two. Lions play tonight. Could be six yep. and two. And when I and I think they're going to handle their business at home. We'll see. Yep. How much has the landscape changed for you? Is it still the top three? What I mean by that is Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, 
or has anybody gone down for you? Has anybody moved up on the, in the, in the whole NFC conference? Even though the Niners, even though the Niners are, are have lost three in a row, I still put them. Um, it, it, I, 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 my pecking order stays the same. It's still Eagles, 49ers, and then Cowboys. Now I'm going to be watching Detroit real close tonight because yes. the Raiders, the Raiders defense is going to be an interesting test for that offense. And I want to see how Detroit's defense tries to defend Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is one of the most difficult receivers to defend, not because of his speed, but because of his route running and his hands. Yep. There's no receiver in the game that runs better routes than Devontae Adams. Agree. And yeah, you're right. I'm curious about Detroit's yeah. defense tonight. That's yeah. that's something I'm keeping a really Jimmy close G. eye on. You're right. Jimmy G's playing too, by the way, for what it's worth. So yep. Jimmy G is playing. Yep. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is one of the toughest running backs in the game. Yep. Um, the Raiders have had a lot of bad luck this season. You know, um, I think it's going to be an interesting contest tonight. And so I'm going to see how Detroit. I'm going to be watching Detroit closely on both sides of the ball in terms of how they attack and how they defend um, to see if they're capable of bumping one of the teams, one of the the, the two other teams, meaning 49ers and in and, uh, and Dallas. So let's let's revisit it, the same question again tomorrow after I had a chance to watch because this is a huge spot for Detroit. You know, especially with Kirk Cousins now out for the season for Minnesota. That totally changes their division now because Minnesota was starting to get hot. They were yeah. they had, they even they, they still won yesterday, but they had won 3 in a row with Cousins, you never know, they could have yeah. yeah. Cousins Cousins had has been playing great the last 3 games. Um some some have even said Cousins is playing some of, some of the best ball of his career. All of a sudden, now he's gone for the year with the Achilles. Yep. Um, if I'm Detroit, I'm saying we can run away with this thing. Green Bay has all kind of issues. The youth, the youth in Green Bay is has all kind of issues. That front office should be fired for the way they assemble that team. Yeah, they're, that's a mess. And Chicago's Chicago. Chicago's going nowhere this yep. year. Can't, can't get out their own way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we Detroit, saw it last night. You, you yeah, can't ask that kid. That kid is not ready for for prime time yeah, quarterback. Yeah. And it's not. It's not his fault. I mean, it's, every, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. I mean, last week the kid had a great game, and I told you over the, uh, Friday. I love this swag. Yeah. Yeah. The kid's got a certain swagger to him, but he came back down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah and Detroit's coming off a, a beatdown too. Baltimore put it on him, so I would oh, expect yeah. them to be playing at a very oh. high level at their place tonight for oh. sure. Yeah. So yeah. So so this is Detroit's division to run away with. They can put this thing to get to bed by like week twelve or thirteen, man. Well, I, be- I want to go back to what I asked you. Could be it's funny, not funny. It's not surprising, I guess, in the least. But I look at it the same way you look at it. I'm still I'm not writing the Niners off. If it looks like this when they get Trent Williams back and Debo back, then by all means, I'll change the way I view this. But I still have the Eagles one, the Niners two, the Cowboys three, and I think. Seattle and and Detroit are jockeying. That could go either way. They could one of them could be the next one. I don't know yet. Like I like Seattle's defense better than I like Detroit, but I think the Detroit has a more explosive offense. So I'm just not sure yet on those two teams, but they're right there after the Eagles and and the Niners and the Cowboys. They're they're in that next frame for me. Yes. Yes. And uh, just a side step for a moment. I, I got to tell you a quick story. Yeah. So during our broadcast last night, our post game show, um, Seth and I are getting ready for the post game show, and uh, you, you, you know where I set set it sets right next to a staircase. Okay, at, at the sports book, right? At, at, at the, at the uh, Ocean Gallery. Casino in a, yep. in a Galleria, they, that brand new Galleria yep. they have. Yep. 
So there's a guy walking up the stairs, and he leans over the rail, and it's, it's so noisy. Seth is standing next to him, and I'm in the middle. I always sit in the middle. Seth is on the end. So I can't really hear what the guy is saying a lot of. Yeah. And so he hands Seth and I a, a, a bag, you know, with, with a big loaf of, of bread in it. Nice. And so I, I could hear him say, you know, Deacon, I know you're a griller, griller and I know, Seth, you, you go to different places. And and so Seth goes, Deacon, I got to hang out with you more often, man, getting free goodies. <laughs> so the reason I bring it up is this guy right here in our chat named William McCarrick. He goes, Derek, hope you enjoyed the bread. Greetings from a big fan in New York. Oh, so okay. William, William, I'm assuming you're the guy who handed us the bread before the show. And did you tell us that you were a baker? You know, can you clarify that for us? Because I bring it home, and William, I have not tried it yet, but I will today. There's my William. Wife, uh, you know, uh, my wife asked me, hey, um, what is this? And I said, this guy gave us a nice bag with, with loads of bread in it. And, I, and it's sitting on my on my island in my kitchen right now. So after the show, I've got to taste it. So, William, if you can, can you clarify? Did you say you were a baker from New York? And if yes, so, he is, he's clarifying it. Yes. Okay. Yes. What's, what's the name? Do you have a shop? You know, because yeah, we'll give okay. you a touch, William, if you want to. Yeah, if you want to let us know. Uh, yeah, William, please. Oh, he said I'm a master baker. Do, okay. right, give us give us your place, and we'll give you we'll give you a little uh, a little love, William. Uh, and, and my wife wants to know what's the name of the bread. Can you tell us the name of the bread also, please? Okay, okay. I got it. Here it is. Here we go. Culinary Institute of America. The Culinary Institute oh. of America. Okay. And okay. William, can you tell us what kind of bread that is? Because my wife is an incredible baker. We, we love trying to sample new things and different things. I'm a sucker for good bread, man. Oh. Dude, you should see this loaf. This loaf is like this this big. Oh. You know, it's a dark brown, it's a dark brown loaf of bread. Um, and William, thank you so much. That was so generous of you to do that. Um, I appreciate it. Um nice. and you can tell us what kind of bread it is. Um, much appreciated. There we go. I got it. I got it for you. It's called Black, Black Squirrel, Squirrel Bread. Is that a thing? I've never heard of that before. Have you, Trish? No, we've never heard of it. And my wife baked. My wife can bake her behind off, man. I'm from Germany, right he says. It's from Germany. From Germany. Okay. Okay. All right. And he's from the Culinary Institute of America. Yes. I can't wait to try it. Cannot wait Very to try cool. it. Nice, Squirrel nice job, bread. William. Uh, William. William says, "My pleasure. Awesome. Good, good Have stuff." Have you ever there, heard of that before? Squirrel never. bread? Never. Never. Me? I'll look it up. I'll look it up, though. Let me see if I can find yeah. something on it. Hey, Rob, uh, I'm going to have a piece in your honor, by the way. You always rubbing it in, man. You know what I mean? I, I, what, what's that all about? Here's to the brothers who couldn't be here today. <laughs> <laughs> Lying straight out of Cooley High. Uh, <laughs> okay. It, black squirrel bread is a thing. It, it is. Yeah. There, there's a bakery that, that does it in Madison, Wisconsin, Gunner. What? No Yes. There's something called the Black Squirrel Bake Shop in Madison, Wisconsin. Now this this guy here's uh what is the artist the artist return says it's vegan. Is that yeah, true? It's vegan William? bread. It's I see vegan? I, I'm seeing it. Yeah, it's vegan. Yep. Really? Vegan bread. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've never tried a vegan bread. All right. I gotta try this. There you go. Learn something new every day, D. Wow. That's the beauty. Uh all right. Appreciate you, William. Thanks everybody uh for hanging with us. Let's, we let's love hit you it. back, William. Thank you, man. Let's hit it, Gunner. Let's come back and go full blown NFL. Uh, jump around all the injuries. Some debut. How about how about uh, Levis's debut in Tennessee? Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, we'll get into a bunch of other stuff uh, on the NFL when we come back, uh, including some come contract extensions. A little later, we'll do some Sixers. Uh, they won after losing the opener of the season. They won the last two games, and uh, you know uh, James Harden decided he was going to show up and sit on the bench last night. Wonderful. Uh, and we'll do, uh, we'll look at game three of the, yeah. 
of the World Series. That series is tied 1-1 uh, as they play game three tonight. So we've got a lot to do, birthdays, movies, and all that good stuff. Don't go anywhere. That's Derek. I'm Rob. Uh, we are Sports Take. Let's tell you about Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. You could go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to most to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Win and save this baseball season from Colony Pools and Power Washing, a local company serving Delaware, Delco, and Chester County since 1970. Are you tired of looking at your greenhouse? Is your roof, siding, deck stained green from algae and mold? Let the experts pressure wash your home and take the pressure off of you. Win with Colony Pools and Power Washing. Call them now at 302-762-2250. That's 302-762-2250.
back. Thanks for hanging with us. We appreciate it. He is Derek. I am Rob. Uh, on this Monday, Eagles uh, beat the Washington Commanders 38-31, moved to 7-1. On the season, gear up here for the Cowboys. All right. You mentioned it, Derek. Uh, Kirk Cousins tours Achilles yesterday in their win. Um, they won 24-10 over the Packers. Uh, it was it's crazy. Jaron Hall came in for him, who was a fifth-round pick out of BYU. And the shame of it is Minnesota had finally gotten their season back together. And they, including yesterday, they had won three in a row. And, you know, we're, we're giving themselves at least a shot for a wild card. But uh, you got to think this is this is a death blow to their chances this year. And Minnesota has already said they have not committed to, to, to that quarterback starting this week. Now, I don't okay. know what they're going to do because you can't just bring somebody off the street and put them in that offense. So I don't know what they're going to do. But uh, earlier in the 11-25 hour, when we were tell, we were just scanning the, the landscape of what we were going to talk about today, uh, Mr. Taz asked me, hey, D-Gun, did you call your brother and rub it in and Kirk Cousins is out for the season? You know, Mr. Taz, um, you know anything about me? I will never root for any player to be injured. I, you know, as much as I despise Minnesota and as much as I, I distance myself from my brother during football season, I will never I will never applaud a player getting injured. You know, yeah. when you consider what it takes year in and year out for a player to get his body and mind right just to play the game and just to have the opportunity, you know, even though it, it pains me to watch Minnesota dominate Green Bay the way they did yesterday, um, I, I don't I don't ever want to see anybody get hurt, you know. Um, that's not how I roll. And, you know, I feel I feel for Kirk Cousins because, you know, just getting a little better perspective of him when we saw that 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 uh, that special on Netflix quarterbacks. Yeah. Just to see what kind of man he is, family man he is, a man of God, God fearing man. You know, um, I'm praying for him. I'm praying for him that he has some kind of miraculous recovery like Aaron Rodgers apparently is going through right now. And I'd much rather see every player. Uh, on the field playing the game they love to play uh, and not sitting by the side. I don't care if you root for that team or not. I will never, ever, never have, never will root for any player to be injured. No. I'm the same way. Uh, and and I think you really hit the nail on the head. I, I wouldn't necessarily want him as my quarterback because I just don't think he plays well in, in, in the playoffs in and in really big games. Right. Right. But as a human being, I got a lot of respect for that guy. First of all, Absolutely. he's tough. You Absolutely. know, he, he, he took a – beating you know and he continues to go out there and and make starts for his team and he just seems like a really good dude like I, I don't know how else to put it like with the charity stuff that he does with his kids with his wife he seems very down to earth and grounded guy and right. I don't like seeing that kind of stuff right right so he's out and you, you know again this is the reality of football you could pretty much write them off at, you know after that um so he's out but he was the only injury there's a lot of them yesterday Derek um Kendrick Bourne is out with a torn ACL. He's done. Uh, he was having season. a good year, too. He was. Uh, one of the better defensive tackles in the game, Grady Jarrett, tore his ACL for the Falcons. Yeah. He's, he's done. A, he's a very good good player. Very good player. Yep. Has been for a long time in the league. Um, so he's done for the season. Other guys are dealing with things like Stafford injured his thumb in the Cowboys game. Yep. And they don't know what his status is. I mean, they're they're turning to guy like Brett Rippon. Uh, you know, it was, I know the Rams weren't going anywhere anyway, but you know, they don't quite know what his status is, but that's a big loss, obviously. Mm. Man, you, you hate to see that, man. But yesterday, man, you talk about, you talk about landmines on top of landmines, man, you know, and we're, and we're barely approaching the halfway point of a season. My goodness. 
every time your players, you know, every time a ball is snapped, you hold, hold your breath and somebody so somebody doesn't go down for an extended period of time, man. Yesterday was probably the worst, the worst rash of injuries of any Sunday up to this point, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, not just injuries that are two, three weeks, IR for four, they, they're done. Done for the season. And they're players that have direct impact on the success and failure of the teams. Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, so a couple other things that I that I found interesting here. Oh, by the way, uh, so I, I want to get to Deontay Johnson. So Deontay, Deontay Johnson, the Steelers receiver, didn't bite his tongue when it came to the officials, Derek. And my man is, is going to be looking at a hefty fine. So after the Steelers lost uh, to the Jags yesterday, he said, quote, refs were just killing us the whole game. Uh, the same refs we had at training camp. I didn't like the refs today. At the end of the day, we can't keep complaining about the refs. Like coach Mike Tomlin said, we can't worry about the refs, whatever, but everybody's different. I didn't like the refs today. They must've been paid good today or something, but they blew oh. that. Oh yeah. That hurt oh. us coming to half. Uh, we didn't need that. So what happened was Isaac Sayamalo was, was flagged for lining up. And, and again, their, their words lined up offsides. They said a portion of his hand or his helmet was was past the ball. So <clears throat> they let the play go. Boswell hit their field goal kicker, hits a 56-yarder to end the half. They blew the whistle. They, blew, they, they threw the flag. They push him back five, and he misses a 61-yarder. So that, that, that prompted Mike Tomlin, if you were reading lips during the game, to say what the bleep is wrong with y'all today. To the officials. Now, after the game, he didn't go anywhere near it. Tom, uh, to Tomlin's credit, but uh, you know, Deontay Johnson went on to say they wanted them to win, meaning the Jaguars. They was calling everything in their favor, every little call. But it is what it is. I'm moving on from it. I'm ready for Thursday. My man, can, can, can expect an envelope in the. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, John Runyon. John Runyon, Derek Brooks, James Thrash, making the decision. This could this this fine could exceed forty thousand. This could oh, be yeah. a hefty fine. This this, yeah, you know the the league is very sensitive about players and coaches openly criticizing the the officials of the game that they pay handsomely to control the ebbs and flow of the game. The, he he might be made an example of this because if you don't hit him hard in this case, Rob. Basically, Deontay said what a lot of players and coaches want to say on a weekly basis, but are smart enough to stay away from that topic. Yeah. Um, they're going to make an example of him as a reminder to everybody else that we are coming down hard. Whether you agree with it or not, we are coming down hard on those who chastise, whether it's fair or not. And he may have a legitimate gripe. I didn't see the game. I cannot say whether or not. But you know what? The game should never be decided by an official. With all the replay technology we have right now, you can go to replay any given moment to correct any mistake you have in question. And if the players feel that strongly about it and the coach feels that strongly about it, the the, the referee should take the onus upon themselves to make sure we are, 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 are sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that we made the right call. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Mm. Makes sense. Um, all right. So beyond that one, that was that was just a rarity. You don't usually hear guys just just blast. Let's stay with the Steelers game for a minute. They when Micah Fitzpatrick went out of that game, Derek, it was a big loss for them. That that's when you really saw Trevor Lawrence, you know, start to 
go at them up top. Kenny Pickett also got hurt in the game. Yeah, so, yes. yeah. So Fitzpatrick is definitely out Thursday with a quick turnaround. Tomlin said today they're still leaving the door open for Pickett to play against the Titans. Oh, geez. so yeah. Trubisky came in there after uh, after Pickett. So oh, that, that's what we know. But the interesting thing to to come in. Speaking of the Titans, so Will Levis got his shot with uh, with Tannehill being hurt. How about four touchdowns in his debut? He goes 19 of 29, 238, four touchdowns, no picks, and a 130.5 passer rating. Pitched, he played very, very well, Derek. Yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's all you can expect. How many quarterbacks would take those numbers and that kind of rating in a game? <laughs> all of them? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Anybody. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, so he he was he was looking really really good there. All right, beyond that, elsewhere around the league, uh, and, and by the way, Tannehill may come back and play in Thursday's game. I'm sure Titans fans are like, "Hey, take your time, man. Don't rush back." Uh, uh, sometimes you have to have a feel, and obviously, whatever whatever the case may be, when you consider where the Titans are at this point, if if just the presence of this young kid gave them a jolt and made their offense more potent, I've got to play that hunch. I've got to play that hunch, especially on a short week. He's a quarterback who's not beat up. Yep. He's young. He's hungry. Um, i got to go with him again Thursday. Whether Tannehill is ready or not, i got to go with this kid again on Thursday. Yeah, I now, think you do. I really Tannehill, do. Let's say Tannehill is deemed ready to, ready to play. Yep. Okay? And let's say Levitt struggles early. All right, you make the transition at halftime. But right now, based on what I saw in a one-game performance, and you got the, you got one of the best pass catchers in the game back in the game, more involved in the offensive flow of the game. I got to give this kid another shot. I got to go. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Right a hot hand, man. Right a hot hand. All right, elsewhere. Uh, well, something good came out of uh, of the Packers, Derek. Yep. At least somebody got paid. Uh, Rashawn Gary, four years, uh, $107.5 million extension. Uh, Rashawn Gary is one of the best uh, unknown commodities in the NFL. Um, he lost the bulk of last season with a torn ACL. He has come back with a vengeance this year. He was Green Bay's best pass rusher before he got hurt last year. And uh, he's been showing it throughout this year as well. I'm a little surprised because Green Bay normally doesn't dole out that kind of money. Right, but they have they've identified by doing this that he is a cornerstone of that defense, and rightfully so. So I'm glad they have him in the fold, and they'll have him for what was it a four year deal? Four years, one hundred and seven point five million. And how much guaranteed out of that does it say? Oof. Um. All right, let's see how much is guaranteed out of that. So, hmm. uh, he was set to make ten point eight. Uh, and the fifth year of his option, all right, new, 96 million in new money, 34.6 in a signing bonus. Woo, woo, yes, yes, woo, straight Still, cash, homie. Yeah, no, he's 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 getting paid, he, make no mistake. Good for Ooh. him, he's getting his. Um, the, the other thing that's pretty cool about this up the upcoming week that we have, um, this week is. So uh, Sunday, you got the Germany game. Yeah, it'll be the first time that Tyree Kill faces the uh, 
his former team. That should be interesting, right? Well, you know, he's been looking forward to this game for a long time. Um, and I expect Tyreek um, to, to want to put on a show in this game. Um, Tyreek is on a mission. Miami, even though they put up a gr- great numbers yesterday, what's the one What's the one blemish? Miami can't stand up to better teams. They got they're not great defensively. They're, they're not. Yeah. They got blasted by Buffalo. They got blasted by the Eagles. Um, they've racked up all these incredible numbers against inferior opponents. And so now you got a Kansas City team. Now, going into that game, at least hours hours before that Kansas City game yesterday, did you see the volume of snow on that field? Oh, my game? God. Yeah, right? That was crazy. Thinking, I hope it never comes this way. Yeah. It's a Christmas day. Christmas morning, I can deal with it. But outside of that, I don't care if I see snow on the ground ever again in my life. And then the story came out that that Patrick Mahomes was dealing with an illness, some kind of like flu bug. Yeah. So I don't know to what we don't know to what degree did that affect his overall play. But Kansas City's on a mission this Sunday. Miami's on a mission this Sunday. That makes for a great, great matchup, dude. Yeah, you get some nice early football there uh, on Sunday for sure. And yeah, Tyreek Hill's at one thousand fourteen receiving yards, uh, which is games. the most. Yeah, most any players posted uh, through eight games during the Super Bowl era, and he is still on pace to get that two thousand that he's, you know, been saying he wants to get. So, 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 he- so when we when we discussed this at the beginning of the season, when Tyreek put that out there, yeah. We kind of we kind of said well, maybe. I mean, considering what he had last year, maybe he's got nine games to go to get to two thousand. Nine games. Yep. And he's at a thousand fourteen already. If he stays healthy, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to pass that two thousand. I think he's on pace right now for like twenty three hundred receiving yard. Yeah, something I agree. Sick like that. He's getting it. He stays healthy. He's getting it. He's getting it. Mm-hmm. No question about it. You can slow what's that? You can you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. You know, he's get he's getting his two thousand yards. What's the what single season record for yards in the season? It's uh it was Calvin Johnson, I think. Was it like nineteen hundred? It's somewhere around there. What I thought was nineteen. Um let's see here if I can find well, he, it. He's gonna get it. I mean, yeah, he, he's definitely gonna get it. There is no question about it. Let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to find it real quick. All right. In the in the meantime, no, while, yeah. while you're while you're while you're looking that up, uh, Leonard Fournette is off the market. Derek Gunn. Yeah, I saw that. Ugh. Signed with the Bills practice squad. Um, oh. So he is he is not. Uh, although I guess you could pluck him off the practice squad. Yeah, he yeah. won't be there. He won't be in there long. Trust me. Yeah, he, I hear you. He won't be on there long enough to pluck him off. That's what you Yeah, he'll be elevated real quick, right? Okay, so so the all-time record, Calvin Johnson, 2012, 1,964. Cooper Cup, second, 2021, 1,947. And Julio Jones, back in 2015, had 1,871. So those those – dude, he's going to shatter that record. If he stays healthy, he will flat-out shatter that record. I agree with you. I, I think I think there's two things that need to happen. He needs to stay healthy, and Tua needs to stay healthy. Yeah, if those two things happen, uh, yeah. he will get this. I, I don't have uh, any doubt. I see this didn't affect me. It doesn't affect me because I don't have it. But did you see that uh, the, there was all kinds of technical issues with the Sunday ticket on YouTube? Did you see any of this? Um, yeah. I, I did not see it, but um, didn't YouTube have? 
Didn't they have tech, technical issues during the, the preseason or something like that? I there guess was another, so. There yeah. was another scenario earlier this year when they had a they had a technical issue and it went black. It went dark for a while. It went mm-hmm. dark for was it baseball? Was it baseball games? Or? Maybe it was. I, I saw everybody complaining yesterday on social media that just just going crazy. The out of market folks couldn't watch their team play, which is I get it. You know what I mean? I get I get why people are ticked off at that. Will you ever? I don't even know what the cost is compared to what direct direct had cornered the market forever. I don't even. They know had the it. Cost. They had it since '94 up until this year. Okay. Um, would you buy it? Would you buy the ticket if I was out of town? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. Would you? I would. If I was out of town and I and I wanted to watch the Eagles for sure, I would. Yeah, I would. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, our our world is different, Derek, because we're working all day Sundays. You know, it's different. But if I was just a fan, yeah. I mean, I didn't when I lived in Connecticut. When I worked at ESPN. I I didn't have, I didn't have the means for it, and it I could I, I used to if I had a day off. Right on right. on Sunday, I would go up to ESPN at work and sit there and watch it, or go to like a sports bar because that's okay. the only way I could see the Eagles games. So I, yeah, I get where people would do that for sure. Yeah, when I buy, when I buy out of this business in a few years, I don't know if I buy it. Be as much as I would love to see certain teams play, I don't know. I don't know if I'd buy it or not. I, I bet, bet you you would. I don't know, man. You wouldn't want to watch the if you couldn't watch the Packers games. I mean, that would be a bummer. I mean, you're kind of know. used to doing that, I guess, at this point. But exactly, I've been doing it for so long, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd buy it if it, if it's not over. If they weren't playing on over, even the Eagles, if they are not over, if I moved somewhere else and then I, on the the channel that I'm whatever city I'm living in, yeah, I'd say, hey, you know what? I'm just watching whatever is on TV at that time, whatever game okay. is on. If it was a dud, yeah, I don't know if I'd buy it. Right. Well, be, all right, beyond that, let me give you a couple other things. Uh, Connor McGovern who was the Jets center, yep. dislocated his knee. Um, uh, yeah, his kneecap. And they're not sure how long he's going to be out or whether or not it's going to be surgery or any of those things right now. But that does not sound good uh, for Zach Wilson. And not not exactly what, what you want to hear with your center. Hey man, uh, for take, sure. a, take, a, take a mallet and tap that thing back into place and tape it up. Jeez, rub some <laughs> dirt on it. Uh-huh. So other games, we mentioned that the Titans beat the Falcons 28-23. The Saints uh, offense finally woke up yesterday, Derek. Yep. Yep. They put up a 38 spot on the Colts. Um, so the Saints are alive for sure in the division that they're in at 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Colts go to 3-5 and five now. I'm the, a little surprised uh, by that. I thought the Colts would play a much better game than they played. Yeah. A little surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, and they and, and and Jonathan Taylor probably had his best game since being back. I think he had yep. 95 yards, but uh, yeah, it wasn't enough. They couldn't get any stops. They uh, they had a bunch of guys. Uh, Rashid Shahid had a really big game. He had 153 receiving yards for uh, for the Saints. So um, I mean, Eric Carr threw for 310, two tu- two touchdowns, only sacked once. I'm surprised the Colts defense didn't get to him more. You know, yeah, I, I really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patriots came back to earth. They lost. They are two and six on the season. Miami beat them 31 17. Miami moves to six and two. They bounce back after that Eagles defeat. Uh, you know, the usual suspects, big game for Tua had 325 yards throwing Waddle had a big game for them. He had, he had a buck 21, uh, receiving and, and Tyree kill eight for one twelve and a touchdown. In that game, uh, Mac Jones, two touchdowns and interception. Uh, 
they couldn't run the ball as usual uh, or, or particularly well. And the shame of it is, you know, they, the Kendrick Bourne done. It's the last thing they need is another hit to their offense, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. All right. Uh, other games of note mentioned that the Steelers lost to the Jaguars. Jags are six and two now. They're they're rolling, Derek. I think it, what they won four in a row, uh, Jacksonville, and yep. you know doing it in a number of different ways, ETN and whatnot. Uh, the Panthers got off the Schneid, finally got their first win. Can and we again, can we give a shout out to Carolina? Can we give yeah, a shout out? One and six on the season. Yep. Yes, give them a shout out. They finally got. Hey, Bryce Young got beat up, man. He got sacked six times. Yeah. And they yeah. still won that game, found a way to win that game. Give it, yep. you know, shout, shout out of the day goes to Carolina, the last of the, the winless teams yeah. finally getting in the win column. Uh, elsewhere, the uh, Seahawks win 24 to 20 over the Browns. That was a back and forth game. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah and and uh, Seattle scored late and they're now five and two. So good, you know, good follow up off of last year. And Geno Smith. You know, some were worried that he would revert back to to being backup Geno guy, but he's he's still he's holding his own. Uh, Geno is had a good game, had a couple of picks, but he had a pretty good game yesterday. All things considered, this was the probably the surprise of the game the day. I would say the Broncos beat the Chiefs twenty four to nine. Yeah, I did not see yeah. that coming. No, you hold Patrick Mahomes' offense to no touchdown passes at all. You've done your day, especially. At, I guarantee you this. That Denver team that gave up 70 points has been forgiven by beating the Chiefs. The Chiefs had beaten them 16 consecutive times. Mm. 16. Mm. So all is forgiven, I guarantee you, in Denver Bronco land for finally getting over for finally getting rid of that dark cloud over their organization. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're starting to see Sean Payton, you know, kind of implementing his will and and this thing's starting to move a little bit, you know. Maybe, right. maybe that's the case. Let's not go crazy. I'm, I'm, I hear you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Mahomes zero touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked three times, a 59.2 passer rating. So their defense what? showed up, you know, in a really big way uh, yesterday. Did uh, did Denver's? All right. I really elsewhere. thought I really thought Denver's defense would have been more consistent all year. Me too. And Zach Wilson played a near flawless. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson played the near flawless game like Russell of old. I mean, he was putting passes on the money yesterday. But you know what? Hey, Rob, you can't. The one thing we can expect in the NFL is the unexpected every week, man. Yeah. You know. And sure enough, we saw it all day yesterday. So, but you know, we'll see. Can't, I, I expect Kansas City to bounce back. It's going to be a good. That game against Miami is going to be a good game. I wish I could see it. I'll be driving. I'll be driving to Ocean Casino, so yep. you know what I have to do. I'll have to use my trusty phone on my dashboard to watch. Wait, she's gone now. Well, watch right, it while I'm you're driving safe. the back roads of okay. New Jersey, heading to Ocean Casino on Sunday. Um, all right, last night uh, the Chargers won. Uh, they beat the uh, beat the Bears. It was a that game stunk. I, I did you ever feel like Chicago was coming back and was going to no. be in that game? Nope, not once. No. I watched. I was dialed in on the Sixers. I I, the, I completely got off of that. The Bears. Yeah. Were you yeah. watching the game? I was going back and forth between that and the Sixers. I was home by uh, then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're what better man than I am because I'd have watched maybe the first two series of that game and said, "Okay, I'm done with Chicago." Uh, it was it. bad. It was not good. All right. Uh, I don't know if you saw this story. The Colorado played UCLA this weekend. Yep. And Colorado lost twenty-eight sixteen. Shador Sanders took a beating in the game. Yep. 
Uh, but following the game at the Rose Bowl on Saturday, multiple players found that that personal jewelry uh, left in the locker room had disappeared, um, according to the Pasadena Police Department, and an investigation is underway. So these guys not only lost, they lost and got got robbed at the same time, reportedly. That's that's a tough how night. You, how do you not have a locker room attendant? Well, that's first of all, crazy. First of all, you got a lot of players in Colorado who are getting paid well by the NIL. Okay, so they're buying all this jewelry and stuff now. Yep. First of all, if I'm a head coach, I'm saying leave your leave your valuables at home. Yeah. First of all, number two, how do you not have a locker room attendant? watching your locker room, especially if you know you have players on your team, they have a lot of valuables. How do you, how does every team not have somebody that, that, that takes care of the locker room? It's gotta be some kind of inside job, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, of course it is. Somebody knows that stadium inside and out, knows tendencies. Absolutely. So how do you, as a visiting team anywhere, how do you not have a locker room attended? Mm. How's that possible? It's a great question. It's a great question. Hey, something else. Yeah. Sorry. Does it say how many players got ripped off? No, it didn't say how many. (laughs) Yeah. Because Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. It's all right. Finish up. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to say, there's no way I'm a traveling team, especially a Deion Sanders team with, with, you know, his sons make a killing on NIL. Sure. Travis Hunter's making a killing. All these guys are making a killing, you know, because they play for Deion. Yep. Um, I've got I've got I've got my own security team in that locker room from start to finish. Moving I think forward. you may see that now. Yeah. <laughs> I think you may see that now. I want I just wanted to throw this in there before we uh we jump here. Um w- one thing about the Cowboys that has been very good this year um is their special teams. Their special teams yes. have been excellent. So they blocked a punt for a safety on Sunday. They lead the league in block kicks. They have 9 since John Fossil took over, yeah, took over as their special teams coach in 2000 in, in 2020. That's a lot in the last three years. And their field goal kicker is uh, has made all 18 field goal attempts to tie the NFL record. Jeez. And this dude, so this guy didn't kick in college. He was a soccer player, but he it's a crazy, he's 28 years old, but he was determined and believed that he could make it and, and has been working out, you know, over the years. Finally got his chance, and and here he is. So it's a it's a pretty wild story. Uh, their kicker, pretty, pretty we, interesting we stuff. We don't hear a lot about it, but that kid, you heard me talking about him last year. That young man, Cavante Turpin, they have their return guy. Yeah, is one of the most dangerous individuals who ever you know, to get his hands on a ball. If you give him a seam, and he's a small guy too. Not only is he lightning fast, he's a small guy. So trying to get a, a beat on him, square up on him, is that much more difficult. Don't let that man get in open space because he yeah. can hurt. He, re- he returned a punt 63 yards yesterday to return to set up a touchdown for Dallas. Man. You know, he could be a huge factor in this game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles, if I'm, I'm corner kicking everything I get to make sure he gets nowhere near the football. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Let's get one in. Uh, let's discuss a couple things. Sixers have won their last two after they lost the opener to Milwaukee. Uh, Flyers will mix in some World Series. You got game three tonight. That series is 1-1. We will do birthdays. We will do movies. We got all kinds of things in store. So don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We'll be right back.
remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We're here to show you a better way to spend your state income taxes and get the money to where it's needed to move to the thousands of qualified kids. What we like about blocks is they really know where the need is. This program ensures that their dollars come 100% into these kids for their tuition assistance. If you are able, blocks makes the EITC piece go very quickly and very smoothly. Turn your PA state tax liability into need-based scholarships and receive a 90% tax credit. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Final segment of the show. Appreciate you hanging. Let's hit that like button if we could, uh, friends. Uh, let me give you another Eagle stat. I um, thought you'd enjoy, Derek, from, from John Ganoot in the front office. Eagles haven't lost back-to-back games started by Jalen Hurts since week six and seven of 2021. That spans 31 games. That's a 27-4 and record and counting. During that stretch, Hurts is 5-0 and following regular season losses. Mm. There you go. There you go. Right? I, I mean, that, that speaks, it speaks to last week getting, you know, yesterday getting the win there. 
and not a bad step for a young guy who's still evolving yeah. in the National Football League. Man, that's that's a great stat, dude. Yeah, so really is. Um, all right, Sixers. They've won two in a row, Derek. They lost the opener by one to Milwaukee. They they bounce back with a win Saturday in Toronto, yep. and then they win last night against the Blazers. Now, of note last night, James Harden, it was the home debut for the team. He was there in a yellow hoodie, but he did not play in the game. Uh, Portland is not a good team, um, but that's okay. The Sixers still handled their business. 126 to 98 against them. They beat the Raptors on the road, 114 107. Um, Tyrese Max, he's just off to an unbelievable start, Derek. He's averaging 30 points. Um, in a little over 38 minutes per game, uh, 30 points. How about 6.7 rebounds and 6.3 assists? And he's only turning the ball over basically one per game. His assist turnover ratio is, is six to three. Um, so great start for Maxi. It's exactly what you would have hoped. Here's an, here's a, here's another reason why I hope Harden doesn't come back is because I think it was stagnate the growth of Tyrese Maxey. I really do. Um, You know, we, Keith Pompey told us last week, he agreed with me. I don't think Tyrese Maxey is a true point guard, but he's handling the role well in three games so far. And look at the numbers he's putting up. I think James Harden's absence has been a blessing to Tyreek. And if he continues on this, on this pace, man, you know, this kid, who knows? This kid's playing all star. He could be his all star this year, you know, and rightfully so. Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I don't want to mess with him, man. Just, just, just keep figure it out. Keep, keep hardening away from this thing, man. I, I, I'm telling you, he. I, that's my biggest concern was the first thing that you said that's going to mess Maxi up. Yes, you know. Did they boo Harden last night? Do you know? Obviously, I, I didn't get a chance to see it. I was I, so I got home. <laughs> from doing my post game show probably eight, 10, the game started at seven 30. I don't know what happened off the top. I know, um, you know, I, it didn't seem to me like there was much reaction to him once the game got rolling, but I didn't, I didn't see, he wouldn't have been introduced. I don't think at least because he's, he wasn't a starter, but so I don't know if anybody saw it in the chat, let us know uh, if that were the case. I'd have been raining down booze left and right on that dude, man. To be yep. honest, yep. For what he's created, and it's, you know how comfortable that is. He actually had the nerve to think he was going to get on a team flight to go on a road trip. Yeah, number Just one, show up with his bags. Yeah, and number two, um, you're sitting on a bench with this team. That's uncomfortable in itself. Yeah, it is. You know, like like what are you doing if you're him? Are you cheering because you don't really want him to win? But but what are you going to do when you're sitting there with your teammates? Someone does well, or like how are you reacting to that? I, I don't know what his game is, but obviously his game is to make them as uncomfortable as possible, and he's doing a good job of it so far. Yes, yes. You can say it, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, Embiid, after after looking kind of out of shape in the first game, played a lot better the last two games. Um, you know, that's for sure he's picked it up after being questionable to play last night, which, like, to me, and I know it was the first back-to-back they played this year. They played Saturday in Toronto, and then they played last night. You can, he can't sit that game in front of the home crowd. You can't sit him in that game unless he's hurt. Dude. That can't be that can't be a load management issue. Not not the first back to back on the year, and not in the season opener at home. That can't happen. 
I'm looking at what Marcus Hayes posted. And Marcus Hayes said, Joel Embiid pondering sitting out the Sixers home opener regardless of uh, regardless off schedule back-to-back, in part because he's ramping up his conditioning after training camp indicates that he reported to camp out of shape again. Yeah. All of this is obscenely unacceptable. Hold up, man. You're making, what, 50-something million a year? You're the focal point still of this team. You are the leader of this team. People feed off of what you do. How do you not report to training camp in shape? How are you not considered your, how how can you not consider yourself in shape three games into a season? Yeah. How's that possible? I I, I have no idea. I no idea. And I, you wonder why people are frustrated with the Sixers team? Right. Really? Uh, I, I mean, we, we we talk about him being looking out of shape when he gets to the playoffs after 82 regular season games. <laughs> and around and, we, and here he is already opening up about pondering sitting out three games into a season. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't know how much of that is them. You know, they, they, they're just the analytics of it, for lack of a better word, or the load management of it. But like, you have to have common sense as an organization and don't even think about doing something like that. Just don't. I put, I put this solely on the, on the shoulders of the individual player. Yeah. You know what it takes to get your body and your mind right to start a season. How do you come into a season anywhere less than that? How's that possible? I don't know. It almost feels like it's just acceptable these days, uh, you know, and when it shouldn't be. It, it, and I'm not making excuses. I, 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 I can't stand it, but I, I don't know. I, I don't have the answer to Derek. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Like it so, used to be, it used to be you'd show up, camp would get you in shape, and then you'd kind of go from there. Well, way back in the day, not anymore. <laughs> These guys show up ready to roll once training camp comes. They have their own personal trainers, you know, fitness uh, chef. I don't know. So uh, the Sixers let the inmates run the asylum? I think the whole league does. Jeez. I think the whole league does. Um, elsewhere, World Series, Derek tied at one, going back to Arizona. Arizona should actually be up 2-0. They, um, they had a lead in game one, which they gave up late. And then they uh, Merrill Kelly went out and dealt on Saturday night and Arizona won that one, but really should be up 2-0 going back to their place. But it's been a weird, it's been a weird postseason with a lot of road wins. So I don't know what's going to happen tonight in, in Arizona. Well, first of all, let me ask you this before I give you my dissertation about Arizona. If Arizona goes on to win the World Series, does it lessen your pain of how this the Phillies bowed out against them? Not even a that- little bit. That Arizona was just that team that caught fire at the right time and shocked the world. You know, yeah. ever so many years, Rob, we come across a team in sports that's not expected to do anything. They are the Davids of of, of that sport playoff format, and all yeah. of a sudden they become the Goliath and shock the world. That doesn't lessen your pain in any way, no. shape, or form. Makes me feel worse. It makes me yeah. feel worse because I then I look at it like the the Phillies could have beaten this team that they're playing. Like in other words, the Rangers. No, it doesn't. It doesn't soften the blow. I'll tell you the if I'm being really honest too. It's been very hard for me to watch, and I am not a a sort of typical. Uh, usually, Philadelphia fans when their team gets beaten, they're done. They check out. They don't watch what whatever is after that. And I I kind of get that. That's the way they are. I'm usually not one of them. I have no problem continuing to watch the playoffs and, and, a, and a championship and all that, even if the, my team is knocked out. I'm having a hard time with this this World Series. I am. It's tough uh, to watch. 
I I can't I can't stop watching because of this Cinderella story that Arizona is. Think about this. Every team that they have faced in the playoffs, they were supposed to be the inferior team. Yeah. They blew through Milwaukee and the Dodgers, and they took down the the, the one of the most lethal hitting teams in all of baseball. Yep. They beat them at their own game, which is being aggressive on the base pads. And they got timely pitching when they had to. And then I watched I watched the last three or four innings of game one. I wasn't home. I was, uh, you know, I was at help setting up for that big event we had Saturday. Yep. I saw the last three or four innings. And I'm thinking, they're going to win in Texas. And they blew that game. They could be going home up 2 nothing on Texas. But instead of folding, they come back with an even stronger game in game two and beat them 9-1. to one. Yeah. You hold Texas to one run, you have more than done your job. Yeah. Okay? So now you get to go home and play the next three. They could have ended at home, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It very well could. Possibly. I just think as much as it pains me to watch this, I have to see the conclusion of it because I think it's one of the greatest Cinderella stories in sports. This Arizona team that lost its last four regular season games the only reason they got into the playoffs is because Cincinnati and the Cubs just bottomed out down the stretch. I know. It, it is and amazing. Here they are three, yeah. Throughout the three wins away from winning it all. It's crazy the way stuff happens. It is. <laughs> it just it, it just shows you, man, you keep fighting and someone gives you a chance. You never know. You never know. All right, Adam Wainwright. This is pretty cool. He's retiring, Derek, after years and years and years of pitching um for the Cardinals. Yeah. So he sent his in his retirement paper, and 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 the, they ask you why you're retiring. Okay. In in the it says, dear sir Adam Wainwright, this letter shall serve as my official uh, notification to the St. Louis Cardinals that I have decided to voluntarily retire from baseball effective you know, ten two twenty three whatever reason because I got a puppy exclamation point and then he signed it. That's that's how he that was how he signed his retirement paper. That's pretty funny. That is funny. That's him saying, you know what? That's a dumb question. You know what? I would put on there. If that was me, I would put on it because I want to. Plain and simple. Because I yeah. want to. Why would you even ask, why are you retiring? Because I want to. Yeah. What, what What kind of question is that? Why Why do you have to give a reason? Is, is it, I'm, I'm, the only I'm thinking is, is it maybe, to, to, are they trying to catch an organization and try trying to coerce somebody to? to, to Maybe. I, I I don't know what the reasoning is. To tell you the truth. Maybe they're getting a player to be honest. Now that this season is over, maybe you're right. Maybe I thought about that as well, but that's not a question. I, I'm with Adam. I would put on there because I feel like it. <laughs> Deal with it. I would say none of your business. Yeah, none none your none your yeah. business. None your business. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, that is kind of weird. Like. You see that happening in another walk of life? No. You care why I'm hanging it up. I don't know. Strange. Well, really? Just give me Very my, just strange. Yeah. Give me my walking papers and let me move on with my life. Ooh, did you see did you see that story in that hockey, that former NHL hockey player? Oh, it's awful. Oh my, oh my goodness. It was uh, he's playing over in London and uh, he got checked. Yeah. In a lot of people's estimation, an illegal check. And he passed away from it. Uh, Adam Johnson is his name. Oh, yeah. Did, and did yeah, he, did he catch a skate to the neck? Yeah, he did. And uh, yeah, yep. Uh, he was involved in a collision on the ice during the second period. His throat was cut by a skate um, oh. during the collision, and he he didn't make it. Yep, yep. 
Guy was in his thirties. In his thirties, man. It, it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It, it, it straight up, he was twenty nine years old. He wasn't even thirty yet. Just, just heartbreaking. Yeah. Who, who was the goalie in NHL that happened to? Um, oh they yeah. Thought he, they thought he was a guy on the ice. This was many, many years ago. Yeah, I know who you're talking. Uh, it it actually happened to former Flyer Michael Renberg. Now they they were able to treat him, and he was okay, and he ended up playing. He always wore like a little like padding around his neck when he yeah. played. But yeah. it's it's one of the scary things, man. You know about the sport. It was it was it's awful. If, if I I don't recommend people watch it. It's it's not. Uh, I it, I would stay away yeah. from it if you haven't already. So yeah, it was mm. tough. I feel bad for the guy. I mean, I, obviously, I feel awful for him and his family. It's a shame. Um, the Flyers, speaking of hockey, they do play tonight, Derek. Uh, they play at home. Oh, Malarkey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, four, three, Flyers and one. Yeah, four, three, and one. Uh, oh, there, there it is. It's uh, we got it. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys. Clint Malarchuk. Yeah, uh, Malarchuk. Yeah, Malarchuk. Yeah, for N eighty nine. Thanks, guys. Uh, everybody who did, Bri guy. Thank you, man. Uh, I can I can remember that like it's yesterday, Rob, because you see the video and you see him grab his throat and it's just just pouring on the ice and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, my goodness, and thank God they saved him. Ooh. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, Flyers playing pretty decent, uh, you know, thus far. They're doing a nice job. It's kind of what you thought it was going to be. Do, do we think that they're they're going to be a playoff team? No. Um, but what you, the, you, this is just a process. Play the younger guys, find out who can play, who you like, uh, and then weed out the other guys. And come trade deadline, you may be moving on from more veterans, and you're just going to get younger. And that's what it's supposed to be right now. That's how you rebuild this thing. And don't the Flyers right now, aren't they about to play a stretch of four games in the next six days, something like that? I believe they're about to play four in the next six. Or Yeah, they played – they played sat, They lost to Anaheim. They were really never in that – they got down uh, quick in that one right, uh, right. Saturday. But they play – yeah, Derek, they played Saturday. They'll play tonight. They play Wednesday. They play Friday. They play Saturday. So that's a – yeah, a pretty healthy workload. Yeah, yeah there. Yeah. Uh, Anaheim was home. Carolina's home. Buffalo's home. Then they go to Buffalo on go Friday. To, okay. Yep. Yep. That's what they have coming up there. Uh, the Flyers. All right. That's a, Ready that's, to a some, uh, that's a good stretch to see what this team's like. Four, three, and one. That, that's a good stretch for them. I'm, I'm oh. interested to see how they come out of this stretch. Uh, for sure. For sure. All right. Want to do some, uh, some birthdays? Oh, the birthdays. Let me, let me get to that page. It is a good sports birthday day. Yes, it is. Today. Yes, it is, my friend. A lot of, a lot of familiar names uh, out there. All right, let's uh, roll. All right, Dick Vermeil. Yep. Sharp as a tack at 87 years young. Yes. If, if you have heard him speak, if you have listened to him break down games, the guy is unbelievable, man. He is. He's still. And, and, and has a very thriving vineyard out in California. Yes. Which he still, you know, does work on. Yep. Incredible. Yep. Um, all right, so he is at 87 years old. Ty Detmer, former Eagle. Yep. Former Heisman Trophy winner. 56 years old today is Ty. Ty and his brother Coy both quarterbacked for the Eagles. Um, are you familiar with Ed Dalahanty? Uh no. All right, so this story is is pretty wild. So Ed Delahunty was a was a former baseball player. Played for the Phillies, Derek, from 1891 to 1901. He played for the there used to be a team called the Philadelphia Quakers. Yep. 1888 to 1899. He, the Cleveland Infants, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Washington Senators. All right. So he was he played for all of those teams. Uh maybe a great hitter. A great he had 400 in a season over three times. 
this guy was unbelievable, man. He, mm. he really was. He was, uh, he was, he was an interesting guy. So you, do you know the movie, the natural? Yeah. Robert Redford. Absolutely. Yep. The movie was based loosely on El, Ed Dalahanty's life. No so, yeah, he died in 1903. Uh, he was apparently kicked off a train by the conductor for being drunk and disorderly. The conductor said that Delahante was brandishing a straight razor and threatening passengers as he consumed five whiskeys. After oh. being kicked off the train, he started his way across the International Railway Bridge connecting Buffalo, New York with Fort Erie near Niagara, Niagara Falls and either fell or jumped off the bridge. Nobody knows. Oh. Died from the plunge. His body was, was found at the bottom of, of uh, Niagara Falls two weeks oh. later. Oh. Anyway, so you know, weird stuff there. Long story, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Um, elsewhere, let's keep it moving. Uh, other athletes, uh, Diego Maradona, the great footballer, absolutely born on this day in 1960, one of the best uh soccer players to ever play. Uh, beyond that, John Jonathan Adams, golden boy, yeah, he was the golden boy, our second president yep. of the United States. John Adams, 1735, yep. he was born. Devin Booker, just been saying with the athlete theme. And he's 27. Yeah. Yeah. 27 years old today. Uh, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, is 78 today. Yeah. Arthur Fonzarelli. Wow. He's also a, a, a noted author as well. A lot of children's books and whatnot. And he has his memoir out. Fran Drescher, the actress, 66 the, years old. The nanny. The nanny. She's got that nasally, eh, kind of yeah, voice. yeah. Uh, Ashley Graham, uh, who is a model, is 36 years old today. Nia Long. Nia Long. Uh, many, many oh. movies and TV shows. Strong. Yes. Before strong. you ask, correct. You are correct. Eat, uh, yes, very strong. 53. Ivanka Trump is 42 years old today. Grace Slick of the uh, Jefferson Airplane is 84 today. Kevin Pollack, very funny comedian and actor, is 66 yep. today. Always good in the stuff he's in. Ruth Gordon was born on this day. Funny actress uh, in 1896. She was always good in everything that she was in. Absolutely. Harry Hamlin, the actor, is 72 today. And I, I should have I should have probably led with this one. Marcus Mariota yep. is 30. Yeah. Eagles back up. Uh, Timothy B. Schmidt of the Eagles, the, the band, not the Philadelphia Eagles, is 76 years old today. Michael Beach, very good actor. Very good character no, no. actor. Yep. He's, everything he's in, that guy's good. ER, um, Deep Blue he, Sea, Aquaman. Yep. Yes. Still, still very prevalent in like I, I saw. I was reading his credits, man. Like recently doing like Chicago PD and The Rookie and all this other stuff. Uh, he is sixty. Uh, Charles Martin Smith, actor, is seventy years old today. And yep. uh, Charles Atlas. Oh, I got I got a couple more. Charles Atlas was born on this day in eighteen ninety two. Uh, Ed Lauder. Actor was born on this day, 1938. Gavin Rossdale from the band Bush is 58. What else do you have, D-Gun? Uh, the wrestler, The Edge, is 50 years old today. Yep. Uh, we have Sarah Carter, a funny comedian, writer, producer. Um, Sarah Carter uh, created the Bernie Mac show. Oh, wow. Uh, 43. Uh, let's see who else we have here. Julia Stevenson from... The movie Bended Like Beckham, 67. Um, the great Mickey Rivers, outfield yeah. Heck of, a uh, of the Yankees. Yep, he's 75 today. 
Yeah. Uh, Phil Chenier, great guard in the NBA for 10 years. Uh, he's 73 on this day today. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Uh, and five-time uh, Olympic medal winner, Nastia Lukin, I believe her name is Lukin, uh, is 34 on this day. Okay. All right. Uh, oh. Movies. Yep. Uh, oh, you got another one? No, no. Oh. Uh, American History X, which is a great movie uh, with Edward Norton. If you if you haven't seen it, yep. you, it's really well done. Well done. Uh, 2007, Aladdin. 2010, Megamind. 2013, uh, Last <clears throat> Last Vegas. They're not a not a great movie day today, Derek. No, no, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, it was uh, slim pickings there. All right. Uh, want to thank first off Tone to Shields. Tone, excellent job producing the program as always. Tone, thank you. Everybody in the chat, you guys are the best. Uh, everybody streaming and listening, we do appreciate you. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Uh, stay tuned. You have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming your way, and D Gun and I back at it tomorrow. Same place, same time. We're looking forward to hanging out with you, Gunner. Have a great uh, rest of your Monday, my friend. And you we'll, the same, uh, my man. We'll gear up for Cowboys week, man, in, in full bloom starting tomorrow. So everybody have a great rest of your Monday. We'll see you guys. Same bad time, same bad channel. See you. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.